And she's like, well, he wrote back. And Peter is like, wait, like wrote a letter back, like pen to paper. And and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're going to have to do something about that. Step it up, big boy. I feel like I said that really weird, but you can say it again if you want. <laughs> we're doing no, we're we're fucking locked in. Wow, I can't believe we're already in February. I know. At the end of we're it, we're in 2023. Yeah, yeah. Spring is hopefully springing soon. Question mark. I need it too. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I want to wear some sandals. I want to put on a dress and not have oh to wear gosh. tights. Luxurious. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> But we uh, we have a super exciting episode for you guys. We are finally, after what, like two years, doing the second oh my God, to yeah. all the boys film. Been so long. It's a long time coming. And it was really nice to just revisit the film because mm. I forgot how specific the aesthetic of To All the Boys is. Yeah. And just the sweet angel Laura Jean. Yeah. And we have an amazing special guest today. Yes. A fellow podcaster. And yes, you might remember her from the first episode. Yeah, it, it was such a joy to have Tori back on the pod today. And before we get into the episode, we just want to remind you that we do have a Patreon. As we mentioned, Pride and Prejudice is the bonus episode for February. And if you join, you will get to decide future bonus episodes. And there's a bunch of great perks. There's a Discord, great people, great conversation. And you can check that out at the link in our bio. Yeah. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. Hello, hello, hello. 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 We have a very special guest rejoining us back on the pod yeah. this week. Please, everybody, clap your hands together and give a very warm welcome to Tori from Ready to Be Petty. Hi, I am so excited to be here. Seriously, I'm like, why don't we do more collabs? Right? I know, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it's been forever. My gosh. I feel I like the last time we chatted was before and just like that came out. And that feels like centuries ago. I know, when we were obsessed with sex life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I fucking blocked that show from my mind. Same. <laughs> yeah. The way that that first season ended, I was just like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. I know. Like, what was mm -hmm. the point? But, I know. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was so, so long ago. Crazy. And because I live in Toronto, that's where they film it. So for like months, I was seeing various like casting calls and they're looking for body doubles. And it's like, oh, looking for body doubles for the two of them to film like a sex scene on the beach. So I'm like, wow, I'm getting spoilers already through Spoiler all the alert. Toronto <laughs> Facebook casting groups. But that's going to be a wild ride, as will and just like that season two. Much to look forward to. <laughs> Oh my god, I know. Because I'm on TikTok and Instagram just looking at all of the behind the scenes like stills mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Insane time. But today we yeah. are here to discuss uh, the long-awaited sequel of To All the Boys, mm -hmm. P.S. I Love You. Um, listeners who heard our last episode may remember that Tori actually did read the books back in the day. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, I think I was talking about how I was like, I loved this series, but my favorite series of Jenny Hans was The Summer I Turned Pretty. That was like yes. my like obsession as a, a teenager. And then um, they hadn't announced at that point, I'm pretty sure that the TV mm-hmm. show was coming out. And then everyone's obsessed with that. And I was like, I liked Jenny Han first. <laughs> like, Yeah, you're like, I actually found her um, when I was reading her. No one knew about her. Yeah, but... I'm the underground like music. Like, you're yeah. the gatekeep, uh, Jenny Han. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Like literally. And I think like both uh, series definitely has their merits and stuff like that. They're both really well written and um, beautifully shot and casted and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's really like her heyday and I'm just stoked for her and for me because I get to reap all the benefits. Exactly. Yeah. And she's making EXO Kitty, which follows Kitty's journey to finding love. So... Are you guys excited for that? Like, okay, low key. I'm I'm We're kind like, of a yeah! kitty hater, but I don't really like her. I okay. find her very annoying. <laughs> In the first movie, I was like, oh, what an endearing, like, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think she plays an important role in being the foil to um, Laura Jean because she's so outgoing yeah. and like over the top. But in this movie, she just kept being like, Remember, I got you and Peter together. I can get dad a girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Kitty. The line that really, really made me not like Kitty is when Lara Jean is making the peanut butter chocolate cupcakes. Yes, and she's yes. like, Peter prefers oh, salted yeah. caramel. I was like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that yeah. was literally what brought that to my mind, too. And also... Yeah. um She's supposed to be like, yeah, the realistic foil. And then she's sending Valentine's to Trina. And I'm like, okay, that's a Laura Jean move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we'll we'll see what they have in store for Kitty. Maybe when she's the main character, we'll see a little more dimension. But at the moment, I'm not super sold on it. Yeah. I feel like generally speaking, since we grew up, in such a different era. Like, I feel Mm. like the teen shows that we saw growing up were, like, almost all natural makeup, like, very low-key. Like, I mean, five different types of belts, but (laughs) yeah, it's just so different now. Like, I feel like teenagers now look like they're 20 and everyone knows how to do their makeup really well. And it just looks like the aesthetic is so different and how people communicate is like so different from when we grew up that sometimes I see stuff where I'm like, damn, I don't know if I can even start watching this show because it's just such a different teen experience Mm. from what I've experienced. And I don't think it would be relatable. Even all like these movies and then the TV show are like aspirational. Like none of it I feel like is relatable. Well, even like and I was going to mention this when we get into like the first scene, but like it is very much like there's some, I don't know, like innocence or like a wholesomeness about the show and the way that Laura Jean is written that I'm like, is that, does that even exist anymore? <laughs> like, I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe like, so she's 16 in this movie, maybe in like 13 year olds, but, or like younger, but like, I don't know. I just feel like there is kind of like a, um, There's, like, rose-colored glosses on it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. definitely more of, like, a teen movie that's for, like, 
younger kids, not so much like people who are 16 necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like it's more for Mm -hmm. tweens, I guess, because it is more innocent. And there's kind of like a – I think the polar opposite to this is like euphoria where it's completely different (laughs) teen experiences. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like – Euphoria and to all the boys happen in the same universe. <laughs> yeah, like, no, not at all. The same age, like it's so insane. Yeah. yeah, but I guess it's also like there are so many differences. Portland, Oregon, like Los Angeles, California. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get too deep into it, we can throw some fun facts out there. So uh, after the massive success of the first movie they then shot the second and third back to back uh got locked into a two-picture deal so um the carnival scene for example actually they shot while they were making the third one because when they were making the second one it wasn't available and my guess is they probably did a decent amount of that between the two movies and you can really tell especially looking at like lara jean in the second and third movie she does look exactly the same yeah from those whereas there is a bit of a jump especially in lara jean's like style from the first and the second movie, like she's wearing mm-hmm. headbands and she's got more like volume in her hair and stuff. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had forgot that until I was on Wiki when I watched this yesterday, mm-hmm. like um, that they came out in 2020 and then 2021 back to back. Like that's it's kind of like reminiscent of like Twilight or whatever, where it was yeah. like just popping out movies like year after year. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie, well, I mean, the movie's based off the book, but the book itself was just because Jenny Han was like, damn, I want to bring back John Ambrose. Like, he's great. Yeah. Let's get <laughs> let's get more John Ambrose. Um, that's pretty interesting. I love John Ambrose. Yeah. As we'll find out, we'll talk about this further. But. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think Jordan Fisher was amazing casting. I mean, he's mm. so, like – warm and delightful and he was the last one actually to do a chemistry read with uh lana condor and as soon as they did one take they were like that's it that's the guy and i think she even said that she had the same feeling with him as when she read with noah centineo the first time where it just like completely clicked Mm, wow that's cute yeah Yeah, they're really cute together Mm -hmm. yeah they are i didn't even know this but they let actors do ad-libbing during the movie So it would be like a couple takes with the dialogue as written and then more with improv. Mm. I mean, I guess I could see that with Noah Centineo, (laughs) (laughs) but honestly, not really with Lana Condor. Yeah. I feel like it it more so lends itself to the the more comedic characters like Trevor and Christine and all of those where they're just like throwing shit out there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Overall, I would say for all of the – to all the boys – the dialogue is really down to earth. Like it Mm -hmm. feels like actual conversation, which is so hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's a really good point. Last little fun fact is just, there's an excerpt from a Roger Ebert.com review and they wrote, uh, (laughs) it's enjoyment will depend largely on whether you want Peter to be the main boy that Laura loves or not. It's hard to get past the hope that Laura Jean will someday soon get something better, a better boyfriend and a better movie. Don't agree with the movie part, but like the better boyfriend yeah. is h- kind of how I left watching the film. I was like, 
I know. You're onto something here. And mm-hmm. like e- when you get to the third one, it's even more apparent. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was yeah. also thinking like, because even in the first movie, I was kind of rooting almost for Josh at a lot mm. of points. So, yeah. yeah. I I like Peter Kavinsky, but see, okay. The thing is, is like when I've watched this one in the past, because I'm such a John Ambrose girl, like I think that he's perfect. He's like who I would have picked. Absolutely. Um, and so I've always been like, oh my God, Peter is the absolute worst in this movie. But this time around, I feel like I was a little bit less critical of him. I was like, okay. He's making some mistakes, but I I was a little less harsh on him than I have been in the past. But even Noah Centineo himself was like, yeah, I think that Lara, Jean, and Peter are, like, great for right now. But Mm -hmm. I think that in the future, like, her and John Ambrose make their way back to each other. And I was like, I like that idea. So. Yeah. yeah. They just are way more suited for each other. And you're right. Mm -hmm. Like, Peter's a fun a fun boyfriend but Mm -hmm. like they just don't have anything in common yeah like yeah even like just and we'll get to it but when they are at the volunteer fair and Mm -hmm. she's like oh i was gonna do like bellevue it looks good on like applications and like i want to hang out at a senior center and like make their days exciting he's Mm -hmm. like oh i just wanted to do this like thing with the guys like that would be their whole relationship like (laughs) yeah yeah well i guess should we just dive right into it it's much to much to unpack all right so the opening of the film we have an homage to uh adventures in babysitting as we know from the previous movie lara jean loves an 80s flick so we see her dancing around her simply gorgeous pinterest-esque room uh she's singing along to then he kissed me she's trying on outfits she has her framed little photo of peter kavinsky and that is when her sister kitty comes in and she's like now is not the time for fantasizing you have a date to get ready for and she says but today it isn't a fantasy it's real life Oh my gosh! Uh, To be (laughs) sixteen, I know. (laughs) To be sixteen, being picked up. I will say, I would have like (laughs) murdered to be picked up by a boy at sixteen. Like, comes to your door, rings the doorbell, has his own car, has a bouquet of flowers. Like, yeah, that's a nice sixteen-year-old date. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and like we'll get to it again. Spoiler, but like in like (laughs) one second. But like the flower when he like Mm. pulled out the. flower for kitty yep. i was like <laughs> like <laughs> I love that. yeah wasn't happening oh for me God. at 16 let me tell no, you that. definitely oh not. no 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 yeah. <laughs> so laura jean heads downstairs in her little red dress looking all sweet and put together and she's just like people say fairy tales aren't real but sometimes happily ever after is for real. I've been thinking about this moment since I started reading romance novels. My very first date. And like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm too jaded, but as she was saying this, I was just like, you sweet child. Like you sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Protect Jean at all costs. Honestly. Um, and she like opens the door and Peter is there with the flowers. Like we mentioned, he pulls a stem out, gives it to Kitty. She's like, I love Gerber daisies. They're my favorite. And I'm like, Kitty, 
are you trying to date Peter? <laughs> but like, like are we having a repeat yeah, of like Margo and her boyfriend sure. and Laura Jean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That would And Dr. Fun. Covey's like, do you need any restaurant recommendations? Like, I know all the good places. <laughs> Say you'll have her home by 11. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, the caricature of the dad. I know, just the classic, classic dad. It's so funny. Laura Jean slash Lana Condor or Candor looks literally so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Stunning. Like so beautiful. It was like mm-hmm. red is definitely her color. And definitely. I also love Gerber daisies. So Yeah. Kitty. You're like, I'm living vicariously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally. So Peter takes Laura Jean to Cardona's, which we find out later that's a controversial spot uh Mm. it's like a cute italian place Mm -hmm. i kind of was hoping because it was portland that it would be like a cool like funky Mm. restaurant but it it was very like stereotypical like first date like the lights the brick the yeah carbs i guess (laughs) i don't know and um, i love to be like it's an italian restaurant perfect yeah yeah yeah, like i don't know i guess that's just is it like leading the tramp or like i don't know like it's just i don't know it seems very stereotypical but whatever Mm -hmm. it's cute it's very the the mood is set and uh laura jean tells peter that it's her first date and uh she's never been a girlfriend and of course because she's like people pleaser type Mm a Uh, she's like, I really hope I'm good at it. And I thought he was really sweet in this moment mm-hmm. because like, yeah. that's like pretty vulnerable. Like she doesn't seem yeah, like it was. it's something that she's like confessing. But to me, I'm like, to share that vulnerability, I would have never said that at 16. I might not even say that no now way. at 30. No. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought he responded really, um, cute. He just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was like, of course, you're going to be good at it. Kisses her hand. Um, it's very romantic. And then uh, Laura Jean asks for his keys, says she'll drive. Um, and this is a little foreshadowing for the end of the movie because she has a fear of driving, especially if it's in snow. And um, they have like, a, obviously, like a little insider that um, like, she's going to kill him if she drives. But all goes smoothly <laughs> yeah because the first movie woman could not even get behind the wheel like yeah, no. she was, she was so really scared. unwell yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and she did almost hit him with her car i was just gonna say oh god he doesn't really whoa 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 hey 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 in this movie he really doesn't i don't yeah. think he does it once yeah I think he, he did his lesson he didn't honestly a shame I enjoy the whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey's. So, Noah, bring it back, please. Yeah. <laughs> the director was definitely like, you got to stop it. Yeah, I think it was one too many in the last film. Yeah. Like, cut it out. <laughs> so, Lara Jean drives them home. They're holding hands as she's driving. It's very cute. They arrive unscathed. Um, actually, no, they don't drive home. Instead, she drives them to this park where all these people are floating like lanterns mm-hmm. into the sky. As a tangled girly, I was I was hooked. I'm like, someone <laughs> needs to do this for me right fucking now. Um, so it's I'm very cute. To, I'm gonna have to arrange I was that for high myself. Musical. 
Oh, they oh, do do it in High School Musical too. Yeah. I forgot about that. I was wow. thinking of like the fire hazard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, I was like, first of all, forest fires. Second of all, what happens? Like pollution. I did not think of any of those things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the worst. Like, literally, I was like, what? But what about the forest? (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, wow, how romantic. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So they sit down and she, like, writes their initials on the lantern and explains, like, you're supposed to write down a wish and then send it into the sky. And he's like, well, like, us being together can't be a wish because it's happening right now. And she's like, I just don't want it to end. And he's like, this is our first date. Like, you can't already be thinking about us breaking up. And she says that she just doesn't want them to break each other's hearts. So they end up promising not to break each other's hearts. Spoiler alert, that doesn't happen. Um, (laughs) But they do light their lantern and send it up into the sky. So full of hope. So naive. So full of hope. So naive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peter walks Laura Jean to her door and asks how her first date was. And he's like, tell me as if I wasn't the one who took you. And she's like, it was perfect. And Peter kisses her. Then they say goodnight. Laura Jean goes inside. And outside we see Peter just going like, yes. <laughs> like, oh, like it nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's cute. He's so mm. smooth again for 16, which is why that this oh, is a yeah. book character. But like, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah. I also wrote in my notes, like, just the music is so good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In this whole film. And then like, also, I just like how they film it with the not subtitle card titles or whatever. Like, I don't. Yeah. The, the little the little yeah. banners, like the title yeah. cards. Yeah. Yeah. Title mm-hmm. cards. Yeah. In between. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, I just I really like all of the like the director's, I don't know, mm-hmm. touches. It's super specific aesthetic like it's almost Wes Anderson-y but um, like a female lens I want to say because there's like lots of pinks and like bright colors Mm -hmm. yeah the coloring of the movie is really beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's it's really well done so the next morning, uh, Laura Jean is helping Kitty put on, on her hanbok, which is the Korean traditional dress for the New Year's. Um, I think Korean New Year's was January 22nd. So we're kind of recording around the yeah. same time that yeah. um, they would be celebrating. And Margot, of course, is FaceTiming in from Scotland and helping them with the instructions on, um, like, how to drape the dress and, you know, tie everything up. And Margot says they look amazing. And she's sad that she's missing it because she's stuck in rainy Scotland. And then Dr. Covey comes in and he's like, you look like little roses and they're super cute. And I don't know, it's a cute family moment. And then Laura Jean kind of reflects on how it's important to still celebrate like the Korean culture and um, cultural events because their mom passed away and it connects them to Evie. So the song Coveys go to their grandparents for Korean New Year where they get some cash from grandma and grandpa. And this is actually Jenny Han's real life parents uh, in this scene. Oh, Whoa, that's so yeah. fun. I didn't know that. That's super cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just reading mm-hmm. that. Um, 
So after that, you know, Lara Jean talks about how it's so important for them to keep their Korean heritage alive, but she thinks that the real reason that her dad kind of put so much effort and emphasis on these holidays is because it makes him feel closer to uh, to their mom being around her family. And that's yeah. when we meet their uh, cousin, Haven, who is just like, she actually is from Euphoria and she's just here for like the day is the vibe that yes. I'm getting. Literally. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Yeah. They're like, wow, we're holding on to our Korean culture. Like, we really don't want that piece of our mom to leave us. And Haven is like, I fucking hate this. Yeah, she has like yeah. dark eyeshadow. She's on her phone. And she's like, oh, I heard you have a boyfriend. Like, that's surprising. I thought you were a no dating till college kind of girl. And then Kitty is like, well, actually, and then chimes in and tells the entire story of how she got Peter and Lara Jean together. And Haven is like, okay, that sounds a little PG-13, but cute. And then Kitty's like, Lara Jean, show her a picture of Peter. (laughs) So... She, she really is like <laughs> hyping Lurching up right now. She's like, we're going to teach Haven a little fucking lesson right now <laughs> about Literally. the Cubby song girls. And like, I love how, again, they know that Peter's strengths is his looks. Like, like, that's all he hot. has to offer. Yeah. yeah. They're like, that's about here's it. a picture. <laughs> like, 2.5 GPA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> might not graduate. Look at him. Yeah. yeah. Abercrombie model. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh so she shows like that that actual candid picture of Lana Condor and Noah Centineo when they took a nap on the set of the first movie. That's so unreal. Yeah. Haven is like, oh, dude, I hate to tell you this, but I actually saw a video of your boyfriend and some girl doing it in a hot tub. And Lara Jean's like, um, actually, that was me, <laughs> but we were just making out. And Haven is impressed. She's like, oh, that's cool actually and then (laughs) Lara Jean and Kitty do a little fist bump quietly so they get home after the celebrations and um the girls are just hanging out on the couch and Lara Jean's dad just like casually is like oh you have some mail like here you go and she realizes it's from John Ambrose McLaren because (gasps) Like, yeah, which, okay. also remember in the first movie, this is not how it goes. He shows Mm -hmm. up at her door and then they like totally recast him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's white in the first movie. Mm hmm. Oh, and oh, they're, yeah, yeah. you're right. Completely different dude. Yeah. Just totally like, yeah. Yeah. So the fucking (laughs) end. What do they call it? Like the post credit Mm -hmm. scene? Yeah. Totally like should just be deleted from history netflix can do that like they can go in and delete scenes from stuff that's already published yeah yeah i feel like that would be so easy to do or just they should have just shot him yeah Yeah, uh, Yeah. showing up or her receiving the letter or i don't know even just putting this clip in the in the i don't know credits or whatever yeah so yeah she runs straight up to her room because she's like shocked and she does reflect on how terrible it was when kitty sent out all of the love letters but you know she's has a new perspective and she's actually hoping john ambrose his letter got lost in the mail but turns out it wasn't and he wrote her back and he says dear laura jean i couldn't believe when i opened that letter and it was from you wow it's been like what five years since we've seen each other not that i'm mad or anything i was so happy to get it i can't believe how mature you were at 11. 
God, when I was 11, my mom was still putting out snacks for me after school, but here you were with all these complex thoughts and emotions. It's crazy. Reading it reminded me of that time that we both got locked out after school. Remember that? We went to the Robertson's Treehouse and read Harry Potter until it got dark. If I'd written you a love letter back then, I'm pretty sure it would have just said something like, um, I liked reading with you. You're really pretty. But your letter was so much more than that. I just have one question. Why send it now? Whatever the reason, I'm really glad I got to read it. Yours, John Ambrose. Oh, my God. Uh, like, it's it's so cute and sweet. Mm-hmm. And it is like Laura Jean's style. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly. And I don't think they're so similar that it's like the same person type of deal. Mm-hmm. But I think he really understands her complexities yeah. in a way that Peter just doesn't like appreciate or get to know like he kind of takes Laura Jean as she is which is great but she he doesn't ever want to get to like the meat of her personality yeah yeah when we think about the way that Peter reacted to her letter I'm pretty sure what he said is like oh yeah I'm like flattered that you think that my eyes have gold specks or whatever (laughs) but like I'm not interested where's John Ambrose yeah treated it with such care and like recognizing that like oh you wrote this years ago I really appreciate that I got to like see how you felt even if it wasn't reciprocated which we know later on that he does reciprocate those feelings Mm -hmm. but it's a very respectful kind way to respond I think yeah Yeah. and you're right because Peter was isn't he like so dumb that he was like (laughs) thought that she wrote it this year yeah and was like sorry I'm not interested like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so dumb but yeah. um, the emotional maturity is on opposite ends of the spectrum literally of john ambrose and i'm pretty sure in the movie doesn't it allege that they're both hufflepuffs which i was just like that's so yes. classic lj yeah yeah <laughs> yeah also this letter jordan fisher actually wrote it out in his handwriting too which i thought was a sweet touch i love when it they do that like so why cute. they're fucking rules for dating in the first movie I think it's like a different paper. <laughs> every, in every shot, it's different. Shot, yeah. yeah. Literally, I remember that. That was the yeah, discrepancies between ski trip and every single shot <laughs> yeah. in their contract. <laughs> like literally, that's so funny. So yeah, LJ. Like it's funny because you don't think that she would be so thrown by this because she's so mm-hmm. obsessed with Peter, but she's really yeah. thrown by it. And I feel like she's just kind of having this like, like almost like a growth spurt or just like this awakening to, oh, this is actually like real possibilities that guys are into me. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, oh my gosh, does John like me? And she's just like debating back in her head. We see like him show up like, in a vision or whatever yeah. like, like they yeah. did in the first movie again very twilight but um she starts to write a reply to him um and she keeps yeah making it romantic then she's like shit i'm a girlfriend now like i can't do this like, this is probably cheating or whatever yeah. she's like so serious so um she like scraps it mm-hmm. So the next day at school, Lara Jean walking down the hallway, she gets like a little death glare from Jen, still unresolved tension between the two of them, obviously. Yeah. And that's when Peter comes up to her by her locker 
and notices that she has snickerdoodles and he's like what's going on like you made snickerdoodles those are your pensive bake because he remembers that because she posted a photo of them last year with the hashtag pensive bake (laughs) which i don't think i don't think that's how teenagers talk but sure I know. That was this was a rough one. Yeah. This was rough. And this was like the part of the like wholesomeness of the show that I was like, either I'm a jaded bitch or I like, <laughs> yeah. or I'm like, actually, is this real? Cause I'm like, this, mm-hmm. I don't know. Some of this, I was like, I don't know if teenagers bake snickerdoodles and then like post them on Insta. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe in like 2013. Yeah, like when that's Instagram true. was more casual, I feel like yeah. you would do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she says that she posted that photo. It was back when like she didn't know what was going on between the two of them. And he's like, Well, I hope that's not what's going on right now. And then she's like, Hey, so you remember like the letters of mine that got sent out? And he's like, Um, yes, I do, obviously, since we are together We're now. Here. <laughs> And it's so, been like how long also? Yeah, not long. <laughs> because wasn't Christmas was Christmas in the last movie? And yeah. Then, yeah. Then this is coming up to Valentine's. So Yeah. Yeah, it might be January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember last um, week? Like- <laughs> right. Oh yeah, because they're even like, this is our first date. Oh, mm. yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah. So we, we yeah. pick up really right at the end of the last movie. Yeah. Mm. So Lorachine <laughs> – sorry, I was just thinking about how, like, I'm like, how long did the letter take to get to him and how long did he decide to write back? But yeah, really, it doesn't it matter. It a few so. months. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. but it w- – oh, yeah, it did because remember the last one covered – thanksgiving and stuff Mm -hmm. and then this one is in they say they're doing thanksgiving in march so so he held on to that letter all fall and winter and was like hmm right right (laughs) he's like whoa so laura jean tells peter that the last letter went to john ambrose mclaren from model un and peter's like oh my god yes john ambrose he was my boy and she's like well he wrote back and Peter is like, wait, like wrote a letter back, like pen to paper. And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're going to have to do something about that. Step it up, big boy. And he's like, oh, well, um, do you plan to write him back? And she's like, well, I mean, I haven't yet. And Peter is like, oh, so you're going to write him back. Like, well, why would you do that? And she's like, well, it would be like rude not to. And I'm like. Laura Jean, if you really didn't want to, you would just not write this man back. Like, you don't owe him anything. You are never going to see him again. Denial but is a river in Egypt. Exactly. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about this, you're right. Because it's like, but you'll never see him again. But they live in the same... Well, I guess Portland's pretty big. So maybe... I guess I don't know what school he goes to. Yeah, because like when wouldn't they see like each other out? Yeah, because like their neighborhood <laughs> was like they went to the same like elementary school or whatever, and then their the treehouse was obviously in like. But did he move? I think he moved away in the books. Yeah, because um, she says that he moved away in her letter. She's like, oh, like 
why do you have to move away? Yeah. So I'm like, what address did you send this to? Did he move like back to town for high school and is living in the same? I yeah. There's so many questions. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's actually so the many logistics. <laughs> the logistics are low. Yeah. So when Laura Jean kind of like confirms that she's going to write back, Peter is like, okay, well, I mean, why are you telling me? Like, are you asking me for permission? And Laura Jean is like, I just thought it would be strange if I didn't tell you. So luckily, like, this doesn't turn into a fight. I think it would have not made sense to have them, like, argue over this little tiny thing. Mm -hmm. And Peter kisses her neck and they walk over to the community service sign up. Mm hmm. So, again, this really shows some of their differences, but mm-hmm. um, Trevor comes over to Peter and um, LJ. Trevor is um, – is he Ross in Riverdale? Oh, he, I don't know. He was recast. Yeah. Wasn't okay. Yes. Yeah. Was he the first – I never watched Riverdale. He, but- was Reg- he was Reggie in season one. And then he gets recast because then he went to go do 13 Reasons Why. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because they replaced him with Charles Melton in Riverdale. Right. And then Charles Melton and Camilla Mendez dated. Yeah, they did. Yes. Okay. Oh, but he comes back in the later seasons. That's so interesting. Yeah. I guess. Does he? I don't know. I just know that he went to go do 13 Reasons Why. And that's why he wasn't in season two of Riverdale. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, um, he's like, Hey guys, guess what? There's spots left at Oakwood. And then Laura Jean's like, Hey, well, I wanted to go to Bellevue because, um, Margo went there and it's good on college applications. And he's like, well, I told the the boys that I was going to sign up for Oakwood. So they're like, okay, it's fine. Like we don't have to spend every minute together (laughs) and like you go to oakwood i'll go to bellevue and then he's like okay well since we won't get to spend time together let's meet for coffee at five o'clock which i was like it's way too late to be drinking coffee but (laughs) (laughs) but okay laura jean goes over to christine and lucas and asks them to also sign up for bellevue but um, Christine says she doesn't want to play Connect Four with a bunch of octogenarians, which again, classic Christine. Like, always Christine's like, uh, <laughs> I'm such a cynic. I'm so emo. I know, I know. Which is like so funny. But we see her softer side later <laughs> in yes. the movie. And then Lucas is like, no. So Christine shows Laura Jean a proposal for taking care of animals, but the proposal is actually just her at home hanging out with her dog again, just like not interested in school. I feel like Christine is like a lost character from the sweet life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I just mean? Just always has like hijinks in the background i was just gonna say that does actually seem like very much like disney channel hijinks that like Mm -hmm. like that seems like a joke that they would say like oh i'm actually like volunteering at an animal like shelter and it's like but it's my home like yeah Yeah. because i have a rescue dog at home Yeah. yeah yeah disney loves to be like Oh, I'm signing up for the Cheeto race. And they're like, the Cheeto race? And like, oh, you race your dog. And for every mile you go, they get a Cheeto. Do you know what I mean? Yes, it's just like yes. so random. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And then they're like, "Uh oh, the teacher's right behind me, aren't Mm -hmm. they? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Busted. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Um. So Lara Jean goes to sign up for Bellevue, the old folks home. And that's when Jen, by her own accord, just goes up to her and she's like, oh, of course you're signing up for Bellevue. So predictable. Jen just comes up to bully her. (laughs) Literally. She's like, let me fucking live. Jesus. So she's like, oh, are you doing Oakwood, I assume? And Jen is like, no, I'm not sorting through half rotten produce because it's like a market that you volunteer at, I guess. And then she's like, oh, I saw in your story this weekend that Peter took you to Cardona's classic Kavinsky. He used to take me there all the time. And Lara Jean is just like the the color drains from her face. Yeah. And Jen just piling it on. She's like, oh, yeah, if you want to fit into your jeans come summer, maybe you should start ordering a salad and walks away. So Lara Jean is feeling some type of way and she – in her narration says that she didn't expect to feel insecure about Peter's past with Jen, but for every first that she was having, Peter had already had all of his with her. Yeah. I feel like that's realistic, but I was like, also when you're 16, how many like nice restaurants do you know? Right. That's why Dr. Cummy was coming in with the Rex. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. That's true. Yeah. I guess it is one of those things where, I would, I mean, as adults, like, I'm sure none of us would care now if we went to a restaurant that, like, our partner's ex, like, they went to together. But when you're a teen, you're you're just, like, so insecure already. So, like, yeah. it's like, why don't I just uh, compare myself? Why don't mm. I compare myself to his ex? Like, that's a great idea for my mental health. Totally. Yeah. That's so true. So after this, like, big confidence blow – uh, Laura Jean goes to the coffee shop after school to wait for Peter and the time is ticking by like people are like hey are you using that chair and she's like um yeah my my boyfriend's meeting me here <laughs> 30 minutes later hey I'm just gonna grab this out oh, oh that's actually for my boyfriend Peter Kavinsky so finally Peter shows up I want to say maybe he's like an hour an hour and a half late yeah and he's just like coach was making us run the bleachers until we puked i'm so sorry and she's like um yeah like you could have maybe texted but he's like well i can't because if we use our phones during practice like we won't start i need to like get all my starting times as much as possible laura jean will never be angry like and mad like she just is quiet sad and depressed so peter's like listen i'm sorry i should have come up with a better plan that didn't leave you hanging and laura jean is like yeah you should have but peter is like hey let's just get out of here and like tells her to text her dad that she's going to be coming home late because he is taking her out and he's like a very charming man he like gathers up all of her things and her books and like he's like six foot two so he just like drapes all of her <laughs> shit over his shoulder and is like come on hurry up and I'm like I'm sorry but if my insanely hot like six two boyfriend came and was like I'm so sorry I'm late I shouldn't have done that to you come on I'm taking you on an adventure and he just like fucking swoops me over his arm and like carries me off yeah. yeah, I would be fine. I'm like, yeah, football practice. Yeah, I'd be like, nothing <laughs> happened. I don't remember being yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I takes mean, me to a carnival. Like, right? That's the other I part. Know. Is like, yeah. 
I think he handled this like the best that anyone could possibly handle it. So. Totally, right. totally. Points yeah, to Peter. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's also very common. You have to go to practice, but you also want to like hang out with your girlfriend and he just booked it like too overlapping, I yeah. guess. And yeah. and like, I think that's where you can't text during practice. So like mm-hmm. once it starts, I think that's fine. But yeah. Yeah. So he apologizes and then he takes her to the carnival they take lots of pictures and kiss. It's super cute. They do the bumper cars, eat con candy. It's, again, very much Jenny Han aesthetic of, like, mm, totally. um, summer, like, young love. They play yeah. carnival games. And then Laura Jean picks out a snow globe. She turns it upside down. And, again, it's just her waxing poetic about about love (laughs) she says it's a funny thing this relationship stuff one moment things are upside down but then like magic there's glitter everywhere and once it all settles you're right back in the fairy tale again uh yeah i think it's so sweet not that i would like ever say this aloud in my daily life (laughs) but it's a sweet sentiment i'm like Mm -hmm. uh i remember a time when I may might have believed that as a teen, you know? <laughs> yeah. Also, like if putting your world upside down is because your boyfriend like <laughs> accidentally double like, like, Oh my god. You're good girl. Yeah. 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 We're out here like, damn, like, you know, uh, my boyfriend lost his job and I have to like get an abortion. It's like, but when the glitter settles, <laughs> there's magic everywhere. <laughs> It's still the fairy tale. Yeah. 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 Still- um, <laughs> oh Maybe one of those like twisted, like post ironic fairy tales where everything is going horribly. Maybe that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, for this scene, they did just like send Noah and Lana out and they were like, do whatever. We'll just film you. And that's super clear. Like they have such great chemistry mm-hmm. together. Um, so it's always, always fun to watch them just do their thing. Mm-hmm. There is the moment where they're like vlogging. Like I'm assuming it's an Instagram story, but Peter's right. like, we're at the carnival. <laughs> and it's like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh God. It's so cringe. So the next day, Lara Jean comes downstairs for breakfast when Kitty is sneakily looking out the window and we see their uh, recently divorced neighbor Mrs. Rothschild and I was like of the f- the famous of the Rothschilds yes. <laughs> is that the implication um, but basically she thinks that Trina Mrs. Rothschild and their dad should date and Lara Jean is like Kitty do you not remember the fact that our dad has like never dated since our mom died and Kitty is like well remember I'm the one who suggested Peter and you should date. Like maybe they just need a little shove. But Largeen is like, no, no more meddling. Just leave them alone. And then Kitty is like, she cut down her hedges. It's a metaphor. So <laughs> this girl, I can't deal with her. Like that is funny, but like <laughs> yeah. also like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Dr. We're Covey- Kitty haters. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Done. <laughs> She's going to get a nomination for a villain of the year in the Stardust Awards. Just watch. Worst sibling (laughs) award. So Dr. Covey then comes in with Mrs. Rothschild and her dog. He's supposed to like give her the number of some gardener or something. 
And he's like, oh, yeah, I could just text it to you. And, like, she gives him her number. It's very smooth. Mm -hmm. They have some banter about, like, different plants. She heads out and um, Kitty is like, oh, my God, they're going to be in love by Valentine's Day. Just you watch. And Lara Jean is like, how could you possibly know that they were talking about plants? And she's like, because dad is not a dog person. So I will say she is correctly picking up on all of the hints. Yeah, that's a stupid. Yeah, she just won't shut up about it. <laughs> She's like, I did it once and I'll do it as many times as I fucking please. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and you would do it for episode... a check too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was employee of the month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, but um, in Exo Kitty, the dad and the sisters aren't in it, right? I don't. That's no. what I don't get at how they're going to be doing this because... Are they sending her to boarding school? Well, she does go to Korea in the third mm. movie and meet that guy. And I'm pretty sure right. that's who she's supposed to be with. So maybe she goes back to Korea for like a summer or something. But yeah, yeah I was just like, oh, it's weird that like... Unless they were having the whole family in. But anyways. Right. So Laura Jean goes to Bellevue, the retirement home that she's volunteering at and she like looks around like it's a very dreamy entrance and she tells us that Margot liked Bellevue because of the people there but there was one person she talked about way more than anyone else cut to Stormy <laughs> played by Holland Taylor wild just like looking and fucking incredible mm -hmm. for someone I don't know how old she is like 60s 70s whatever just wearing the chicest dress it's like a turquoise with gold on it and holding a bloody mary in one hand a bocce ball in the other <laughs> and just like masterfully throwing the bocce ball as she like doesn't even look to see where it lands like turns away <laughs> And is like, you must be Laura Jean. <laughs> and just immediately is like, I know a song covey when I see one. <laughs> and <laughs> Laura Jean is like, oh, you must be Stormy. And she's just like, how is Margot liking Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> and Laura Jean is like, oh, yeah, um, she really loves St. Andrews. And Stormy's like, well, I hope she's not just <laughs> studying over there. I've never had a bad time in Scotland. That was one of my roots on Pan Am. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> if she was just a little less lucid, she would sound insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Oh like, God. I feel almost like someone's going to come around the corner, like Dorothy is going to be like, Laura Jean, she never worked for Pan Am. She, yeah, she like, tells oh, it's everyone. time for her meds. <laughs> like, that's nice, Stormy. Anyways, let's get you back upstairs. <laughs> right, exactly. right. Yeah. And Laura Jean's like, oh, you were a flight attendant? And Stormy's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I want to do the voice again. Stormy's like, that's some PC nonsense. I was a Pan Am stewardess. I served smoked oysters and caviar and shook gin martinis at 30,000 feet in the air. We were the showgirls of the skies. And she's like, let me tell the story again. Like, so excited to have just another volunteer where she can 
be this like persona mm-hmm. to all she's missing is like a giant cigarette holder with like <laughs> literally <laughs> literally it's yeah. very like a miss patty yeah in gilmore. <laughs> in gilmore girls yeah and she's like when i was with tennessee williams like smoking a long <laughs> cigarette um so Stormy offers to give her a tour and Laura Jean's like, oh no, like I need to wait for Dorothy. But Stormy's like, I'm going to give you the real tour. So she goes through the retirement home and shows her like the knitting club and is like, you can't imagine why you do this activity with other people when you could do it alone. <laughs> Next room, the game room, she's like, they won't let me play with them. Bunch of commies. And then, like, the guy turns around. He's like, what? He's like, are you calling us communists? And and then the breakfast room, which is now a a room for Hilda because she decided she has a gift. It's like the psychic lair. Yeah, Hilda's like, I can hear you. And Stormy's like, well, but she knew what we were going to say anyway, right? (laughs) Because you're psychic. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's also the nicest retirement home I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. I know. They're paying like hundreds of thousands of dollars to live (laughs) Each month, yeah. Also, for some reason, it gave me like California vibes. And then I had to like be like, oh, yeah, this is Portland. Yeah. It seems like sunny and yeah. like palm tree there. Mm-hmm. If they filmed this in Portland, they definitely did it during the summer because they, they were wearing short sleeve Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the, maybe like some of the hottest days of the year. Yeah. Because the way that they <laughs> fucking go outside in no jacket this entire movie made me so angry. <laughs> Especially when it's snowing and they go outside. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, it's supposed to be spring when it snows. That's why he's like, I can't believe it's snowing this late in the year because it's probably like April at that point. But every other weather, maybe I guess that was the most accurate Mm. of the weather that we see in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Um, Yeah, they must have filmed it in the summer in Vancouver because it's like, it doesn't look like that here either. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. So um, they finally get back to the reception and Laura Jean meets Dorothy and she's like, you know, annoying vibes, seems kind of (laughs) like useless. And Stormy explains to Dorothy that Laura Jean is very special and she wants her to apply the same care that she does to her and like alludes to her Bloody Mary which I was like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. She's um, literally like, I want you to give her the same care as you do to your excellent Bloody Mary mix. Like, that's fucking weird. Like, I don't know. Like, are the caretakers making alcoholic drinks for the. Yeah, we were discussing how there seems to be yeah. just like free flow alcohol all the time. I know, like, that's yeah. not realistic. And I'm like, how do I get into this retirement home? Because it. Seems incredible. <laughs> she says something at one point about making like a prune daiquiri mix. Yes. 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 Yeah. Around the star ball or whatever. Yeah. That yeah. was, it was just super, super weird. So 
Dorothy tells <laughs> tells her she makes her laugh, um, but that Stormy needs another Bloody Mary, so she's gonna um, go and make that. Dorothy is waiting for the other student to join them for their community service program, and <laughs> she's surprised because it's none other than John Ambrose. So. <gasps> the only other person to sign up for the program in the state yeah yeah which it's like okay um also this solves our last question he lives in portsmouth Mm. so where is this in in relation to portland is that like the name of a place or is that just the name of his high school or school yeah Mm. oh oh there's portsmouth yeah portland oregon it's a neighborhood hmm i think he just moved neighborhoods and he just didn't go to school with them and then they were like that's my guess. never seeing you again john ambrose it's too yeah long. we can't be friends i don't have a <laughs> yeah. car bitch. yeah we just like lost touch or whatever mm-hmm. okay so um john ambrose walks in and laura jean knocks over an entire bowl of gumballs which i kind of thought were like almond m&ms or something like <laughs> I don't that. Think they were like chocolate candies <laughs> yeah um and then they say hi um and she immediately slips on one and falls on her back and it's like obviously really embarrassing but he is like not laughing or anything he's being like so sweet to her so we're like the most surprising part is that she falls and he doesn't laugh like <laughs> and he i would be laughing my ass off <laughs> he's kind to her too like i wish i got that on video <laughs> he'd be like hey guys pull out his phone start vlogging again <laughs> Guess what happened to LJ? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> the bar is in hell. It truly um, is. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, but Dorothy leaves to go get her first aid kit. And then John Ambrose, because he's like a serious guy, tests if she has a concussion. And then um <laughs> uh Laura Jean tells um St- Stormy, right? That she that he's one of the No, he's he he's like, oh, do you know who I am? And she's like, You're someone uh, I wrote a love letter to. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. so she might have a concussion. Because I feel like that's <laughs> not a clear answer. Yeah. Do you know my name? Um, either Peter Kavinsky, John Ambrose, Lucas, or that other guy whose Josh, mail got sent back face? to me. Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, so she's like, I need to have the letter back because she didn't remember uh, what she wrote in it because it was so long ago and she needs to determine how mortified she should be. But it's like, you should be mortified right now. <laughs> You're like on your back yep. after falling on um, some M&Ms or whatever. <laughs> so he says, I'll bring you the letter back under one condition. You give it back to me because I need proof that someone actually liked me in middle school, which is like, it's cute. But also like when you say that, it's like kind of really sad. <laughs> so like, just like, I was just confused because I'm like, he's handsome. Yeah. He seems yeah. normal. So I'm like, either there's something really wrong with you or you're just a really sentimental, sweet guy. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I'm totally. airing on, on the sweet and sentimental, but I'm just like, I don't yeah. buy that people are not all over John Ambrose right. trying to date him. I would and be. And same with Laura Jean. Like, yeah. yeah like, it, it is kind of unrealistic that they're like, we're the biggest losers. And you're like, you're both really <laughs> <Yes>. hot. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you're the biggest losers? Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I? <laughs> Right, 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 right. You're hot and you're right. I'm 27. <laughs> I have no prospects. Yeah. Yes. I'm already a burden yeah. to my parents. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm lonely. <laughs> oh my God. So funny. Yeah. So he's like, um, people didn't like me in middle school. So I need this as proof. And then she's like, I don't believe that. I feel like everyone liked you. And like, obviously, again, like kind of like rose colored glasses. So Dorothy gets back with the first aid kit, asks how the patient is doing. And Laura Jean says she's embarrassed, but she's okay. John helps her up. And it's very cute because they have like almost like a secret quick little exchange where they're like, hey, deal. I'll give you back the letter temporarily. Again, their chemistry here is, is really good. Yeah, definitely. So that night, Lara Jean, she's sitting in bed, just, you know, pondering, thinking about what's gone on today. And she says that she thought having a boyfriend meant that all other boys left your mind completely, which is just not true. And says while she was crazy about Peter, she couldn't stop replaying her conversation with John Ambrose in her head. And then she has like a vision of John Ambrose sitting in front of her because one thing that happened in their conversation, she's like, oh, everyone liked you in middle school. And he said, I didn't care about everyone. So she just hears that line over again. (laughs) And to that I say, so you were popular in middle school. Mm -hmm. You just didn't care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's also kind of Laura Jean. Like she doesn't care that, you know, she just likes baking and yeah. <laughs> reading she just romance, likes baking, watching eighties movies, yeah. eat hot chip and lie. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's all she does. I guess there's a line in the first movie where when she's like, "Oh yeah, I don't go out. Like nobody likes me or whatever." And Peter's like, "That's not true. Like I know somebody asked you to the dance and you said no." So, like, Lara Jean has a similar thing where she's just, like, totally blind to, like, anyone who likes her. Shy people love to be like, no one likes me. Like, I can't hang out with anyone. And I'm like, maybe you're, like, awful to be around because you don't want to talk to anyone. (laughs) Maybe you're the problem. (laughs) Okay, like, sorry for bringing up Twilight for, like, the fifth time. (laughs) But it's kind of Twilight where, like, Bella's being asked out all the time and then she, like, doesn't talk to anyone. And then it's like, I'm such a loner. It's like everyone wants to be your friend. And Mike Newton is, like, punched in the air right now. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Literally. Um, So... She's, like, looking at this imaginary John Ambrose, and she's like, you know, I didn't want to be thinking about what might have happened if he got that letter in middle school, but I was. And then we see Peter right in front of her, and he's like, well, who who did you like the most when you wrote those letters? Like, one of them had to have been more intense than the others. And then Lara Jean says, honestly, there was one that was more intense than the other. And both Peter and John Ambrose are like, it was mine, right? And she doesn't have an answer for that. So I'm thinking that means it was Johnny's. I love her little hallucinations in her room. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are always fun. Mm -hmm. Me too. So there's a little montage we get of Laura Jean baking some cherry-filled turnovers. It's so aesthetically pleasing. Oh, I love it. The way she, like, mixes up the filling and, like, cuts out her dough and just, like, uh, I I could watch baking videos all day on TikTok, so. Me too. And then Kitty and Laura Jean sit together and make Valentine's Day cards. The amount of, like, stock paper, glitter, little adornments that these ladies have is insane. Hundreds of dollars worth of crafts. Fucking Michael's supplies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) And Kitty's like, Laura Jean, why don't you add some like glitter or pearls to your card for Peter? But Laura Jean's like, I don't know. I don't want to go too crazy. It's like our first Valentine's Day. And she's just so giving like Maybe when I go to the sock hop, he'll buy me like a malted milkshake. <laughs> I know. That's so true. This whole this whole movie. That's the unrealistic part. Or maybe again, I'm just yeah. jaded. But she's like, we just God. started going steady, so can't be yeah. too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Oh my God. And Kitty's like, well, that's a good call. Like, you don't want to give him something really, really sweet while he gives you something from Rite Aid. And I'm like, that's exactly what happens. But we didn't get there yet. So meanwhile, Kitty is making a card and Laura Jean is like, do you know that like won't reach Margot in time? And she's like, well, good thing. It's going across the street to Trina. Yeah. And I'm going to send it from dad. I don't know if you know this, but I love sending letters to people from people who didn't want them to be sent out. <laughs> yeah, without I their love permission. Mail fraud. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Literally. Literally. Kitty number one mail fraud uh, wanted. Yeah. <laughs> A scammer. Yeah. Anna Dalvey, but it's like Kitty song coming. <laughs> Laura Jean is like, Kitty, I told you, do not meddle in other people's love lives. And Kitty is like, listen, as one of my success stories, you should be more supportive. That makes me wonder how many times she has tried this and failed. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. We find out that, like, she actually got Margot together with the guy. So, yeah. <laughs> Josh, remember? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't even remember his name. I was like, wow, mm. he's not in this movie at all. And then I remembered he had some, like, racist thing yeah. that came out about him. Yeah. She did. There were like racist tweets yeah. or something that um surfaced after the first Oh my movie. god, because I was wondering, I fucking hate when there's sequels or whatever and there's characters that are just like MIA, but yeah. now that all makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. But I was like, why like not even like him in any scenes as like a background character or anything? But that yeah. makes a right, lot of sense. Because right. she was like He's my, like, everything. Yeah. They were besties. So, yeah. So yeah. I thought there'd be, like, maybe he gave advice over baking something at their house or something. But yeah. but instead they were yeah. like, Lucas, you're the new emotional support. Yeah. Get in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's Valentine's Day and we get, like, a sweeping shot of the school um, all the couples are coupled up and we see Jenny Han confronting a crying girl, which is really funny because I'm pretty sure she inserted herself into um, the Deb ball too, right? Yeah, uh, I think yeah, so. Yeah, the summer I turned pretty. I think she was like 
the announcer or something. Yeah. And then there is like singing grams nightmare <laughs> from an acapella group. For a second, as they started, I was like, where's that sound coming from? I was like, not the acapella group. Stop. Like so embarrassing. So have you ever witnessed one of these like in real life? I feel like at they must have, but I only remember the um like, like the cardigrams or yeah, whatever. yeah, like candy grams or right. candy grams. Yeah, flowers or uh notes or whatever. Cause yeah, I'd right. never seen like singing ones, but I just maybe it's cause it's like that's so embarrassing to put someone on the spot like that. Yeah. But uh, a rando appearance from Maddie Ziegler. Yeah. She goes <laughs> like she jump scares me. <laughs> Literally. Lord, like, you better get ready. Cause yeah. last year Peter sent Jen one every period and she just like fades into the background. <laughs> Never to be seen ever again. Literally. No, no, when they get on the bus for the game, she does like a little flip oh. flip dance. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Like how, why did they pay her right. to be in this movie? Like if you Google to all the boys too, she will come up in the top five people that's insane. of the cast. Like, <laughs> you can, if you saw budget on something <laughs> way Anything better. Else. Yeah, literally. Paid Holland Taylor a little more. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um she's like, oh my God. Like I'm expecting singing. And i this felt very reminiscent to Mean Girls when um Candy Cane Grams. The candy cane, yes, we're oh, getting yeah. handed out. So the acapella group comes to Lori Jean's classes and starts singing. Um, I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. I was like, again, in this day and age, like no one's picking, like they're 16 in like, I don't know, just no one's picking yeah. that song. Yeah, it's for Trevor, not for Laura Jean. So she's upset. And then uh, Laura Jean is walking past Peter's locker and he opens it up and like the soccer team had filled his locker with like a bunch of valentines and um lucas the new the new josh yeah. um <laughs> is talking to laura jean and he is like don't worry um like your boyfriend has a lot of fans but you're the one that even dethroned jen without even trying and he like puts a crown on her head um, and then Laura Jean's like, okay, but I didn't want that. And I kind of wish that Peter was a little bit more anonymous. I just can't imagine being like, I'm going to write a Valentine and put it in the locker of this guy that I don't know that I know has a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that too. But I, I want to like, say that that's surprising, but I also feel like the soccer I'm, girl girlies are so mean. So good. Like, I don't know what it was like in your school, but... <laughs> literally gonna say that for some reason i always think of alex cooper from caller daddy and i'd be and i'm like they're so mean on the soccer team like but i've never yeah. interacted with someone like on the soccer team i just think the of a bunch of alex cooper's girls oh my yeah. gosh. they're all nurses now the same mean girls yeah, same vibe for sure for sure oh yeah so later on in the day peter 
is looking all around for his Valentine, Lara Jean. He hasn't seen her anywhere today. It's because she's sitting alone at that bench, like where they signed their contract and everything. And he's like, come with me. I want to like give you your Valentine present. So they go over to the track where they had their first kiss. And he gives her this little box that has a locket in it. It's not my personal style. So I was just kind of like, whatever. But she seems to like it. So go figure. He puts the locket on her and she then hands her his present, which is the cherry turnover that she made and also the card. So Peter is very touched. He loves it. And then he pulls out a piece of paper and is like, I have one more thing. And he reads off of his little piece of paper that he ripped out of his notebook. The moon never beams without bringing me dreams of beautiful Lara Jean. And stars never rise, but I feel the bright eyes of beautiful Lara Jean. And she loves it. She's so touched. She's like, nobody's, she loves that. nobody's ever written me yeah. a poem before. And before she can say anything else, he just kisses her and dips her. Um, any of our Edgar Allan Poe fans <laughs> in the so chat might know that <laughs> Peter did not write this poem. I'm literally so bitter. Like, it's like, <laughs> literally. Okay, so it's like he gets her a fucking necklace. She got him a pop tart. Like, let's be real. Like, and she bakes. Oh she bakes all the time. So it's yeah. like you basically got him nothing. I did think that she was gonna give him something else. With yeah, yeah. And you know what? The worst part was. I wish. Maybe you'll make this into a TikTok so that you can put a screenshot of the box because that shit looked fucking greasy. Like the doily was like not clean and she only gave him one. Yeah. Like not even the rest. One. <laughs> yeah. Like where are the rest? Like that does not make sense to me. And mm -hmm. like, the, I don't know, the locket necklace, like minimum, I would say like a, a silver necklace like that is what, like 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, but, like, maybe. it could be, like, a couple hundred. It's also a locket. Like, there's a hinge on it, and no one ever opens the fucking locket yes. the whole movie. I thought that there was oh, going to yeah. be something hidden inside. Like, the first right. time I watched it, I was like, oh, like a vial when they're broken up, she'll open it up and see a picture of them and be like, picture, oh, my God. Yeah. But that doesn't happen ever. <laughs> no. Right. It would have yeah. been so easy to add that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, like, the other thing that's just baffling about this scene is that she's the one that loves romance and like maybe you don't know every poem in the world but like edgar Allan poe is like pretty fucking famous yeah. <laughs> like i don't know yeah, yeah, i don't know heard of it, him. like <laughs> she loves doesn't she go to university for english lit yep <laughs> like i don't know i just i'm i feel like she would know the great so like hey, whatever like fucking mouth breather who's watched holes <laughs> knows the poem annabelle lee yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot that's probably that. where he got it from yeah oh my god at this point lara jean is the one who got him the right aid gift of um, yes that's what i mean like she, like literally yeah yeah, but whatever. <laughs> Some people like gifts oh from God. the heart and they don't but care about money, the price honey. Day, but yeah, that's yeah. not us. Like. The fucking kicker is that later on he's like, 
well, I didn't give you the singing gram because I thought that wasn't your style. And she's like, it's not. And instead, he just gives her almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But she, again, she like, okay, so I'm like, is it rude that he does a lot less? It's seemingly a lot less for Laura Jean than Jen. Or is it because Laura Jean likes to be more anonymous? Like, I don't know. I, I can't tell because he's right. such a fuck boy. <laughs> like, but, but she was like, it's not my style. But then it's like, you were waiting in class to get that. Like, what do you mean it's not your style? You know? I think that she she more so wanted, like, what the, the thought is behind that gesture rather than, like, that gesture itself. Because, like, right. the singing yeah. gram couldn't care less. But, like, she wants Peter to, like, show her extra attention and that, like, he cares about her. And, like, she knows that that's a way that he's done it before. So I think she's just like, oh, that's yeah. the way that he does it. So if he doesn't do it for me, that means he doesn't care. But really, I do think that he is catering it, like, to her because he knows that she wouldn't necessarily want something like that where it's all this, like, public attention looking at her. She's more understated. So it's just like yeah. it's a communication thing. It's a totally. love language thing. Their whole yeah. relationship is just a mystery. They don't have yeah. great communication. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we go to Woodshop, and Laura Jean and Christine have this um, Subway lunch Valentine's Day tradition, I guess. And Laura Jean is confused though because she's like, "Why are we in Woodshop doing this?" And Christine is like, "Uh." I cannot stomach being out there today. These fucking acapellagrams, <laughs> disgusting. And she's like, did they, uh, did like Peter sick them on you? But Laura Jean is like, no, um, he did give me this locket though. And she's like, oh, boy's got game. And I'm like, no, he does not. <laughs> not today. <laughs> and then she's like, well, actually, Laura Jean, I have a Valentine's Day gift of my own for you. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't know. And she's like, it's a piece of advice. <laughs> um, I love Chris. <laughs> she tells her before she goes too far with Peter to make sure she's 1,000%. And then, like, Laura Jean cuts her off. And she's like, I know, I know. Like, I need to make sure I'm ready. And she's like, you need to know how to rev your own engine, honey. Make sure you can take care of what's under the hood. <laughs> I'm like, so where's Christine's long cigarette? Like, who is this fucking 45-year-old, like, smoker? Like, I used to be a dancer. Like, the way that she carries herself is insane. Yeah, insane. I thought that she was going to bring out a vibrator and be like, this is for you. (laughs) But we don't get that scene. I think that's a different... Rating. That's the X rated. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Laura Jean's like, okay, got it. And then Trevor comes into the wood shop, who, and he, I guess he has a, a flower in his mouth. Clearly, he's there to meet Chris. And Laura Jean is like, oh, okay. I see why you wanted to eat in wood shop today. And I'm like, you couldn't let a bitch know. Like, <laughs> yeah. she's like, you're going to third wheel. Yeah, about to eat his sandwich and everything, and uh, you weren't even going to tell her that he was coming? Yeah. Okay, remind me, but in the first movie, didn't they have a Subway sponsorship, too? There was also, yeah, they're eating Subway (laughs) under the bleachers as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Probably also an Arizona iced tea sponsor. There's also, there's a bubbly uh, product placement as well when they're making the punch. It's with bubbly sparkling water. (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't catch that one. 
Netflix loves to be like um, in House of Cards, like I'm opening a fresh Diet Coke, (laughs) (laughs) like a turns out label. Mm -hmm. So Laura Jean gets up, hands Trevor half of the foot long, and she's like, I think this is yours. And heads off but they do have a cute moment where chris and laura jean are mouthing to each other and laura jean's like oh my god and chris yeah. is like get the fuck out <laughs> um this also makes so, yeah. me think is chris the one who sent the singing gram to trevor then right <gasps> oh my I was god wondering yes that. Yeah. Uh, you put two and two together yeah yeah of course so it makes sense she was like let me go for like the most cheesy ironic pig the backstreet boys oh yeah that makes so much sense now so they're back at bellevue volunteering um and they have to help set up for the garden party but they're having it indoors and they have to clean out a whole room with old plants and belongings to residents who pass away with no family members again like how macabre like i was gonna say like so like sad but they don't really touch on that which is probably dorothy needs therapy yeah yeah totally um and while they're sorting through everything laura jean you know is like oh garden party sounds elegant art deco elegance she says not potted plants and cheese plates which is like fair because when you're paying a hundred million dollars to stay at this like old folks home like you should probably be getting more when you've spent every one of your relatives pennies at this incredibly (laughs) expensive old people home yeah Yeah. and you have nothing left in your will to pass on as inheritance You should be getting something more than that. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, they come across old love letters from someone who was stationed in Italy. Um, Again, very much of the same vibe of this universe. Mm -hmm. Is that like a World War II reference? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess so, because... Hopefully the age on the right group. side, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the age group of like Holland Taylor, that mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. So she starts reading one, then she's like, I don't know if I should be reading this. And so she hands it to John Ambrose instead. She's reading the love letter from someone stationed in Italy. And then John's like, okay, well, like, I remember I have to give you this love letter, but remember you have to give it back. So she takes it and then she goes upstairs to read the her letter yeah so in the letter basically lara jean describes like the day that they went to this halloween party and she had planned her costume for weeks she was so excited she was dressed up as french toast so she basically had like a giant <laughs> so cute toast it's like, very cute placard on her and then a beret it made me think of like uh, Angus Long's in Perfect Snogging, where she's the stuffed olive. Yeah, and she's like, we were all supposed to be like cocktail snacks. Like yeah. you were supposed to be a gherkin <laughs> and you were supposed to be a little pearl onion or whatever. Yeah. So when she got there, though, it was like everyone but her had gotten the cool kid memo that nobody really dresses up for Halloween anymore. Everyone's just wearing like jeans and a t-shirt and a little like animal mask, essentially. And she says that she felt so lame. But then John Ambrose walked in dressed as a deviled egg, and she realized that maybe she was lame in a cool way. 
And that's mm-hmm. when she knew that she loved him. And she's like, why do you have to move away? Maybe one day we'll meet again. And you'll never know how I felt, but I'll always know that once upon a time, my heart was yours. And I'm like, that's so retrospective, Uh like, to be writing when you're 12, to be like, (laughs) one day we'll meet and I'll remember that I felt this way. I feel like when you're 12, you're like, this is the way I feel and the way I will always feel for the rest of my life because you just don't have that, like, foresight. But Lara Jean is in shock that she wrote that letter and that he read that. And that's when, like, Stormy sees Lara Jean in distress in the hallway and is like, come into my room. Let's talk. Yes. So they go into Stormy's massive, like, eight-room apartment. I don't know. Like, penthouse suite. And Stormy reads the letter. And she's like, well, you know, it's exciting that you predicted you would meet again. But Laura Jean's like, I have a boyfriend, though. And I do find it very, like... Aw, whenever Laura Jean's like, I have a boyfriend, as if she's, like, fucking married. I was just going to say, they've had one date, which, like, again, like, that's (laughs) respectful, but, like, like, holy shit. Yeah, I know. Again, Twilight vibes, like, (laughs) seriously. But I guess, like, the the rest of the school thinks that they've been dating for months because they were fake dating that whole time. That doesn't come up, really. Yeah, that's a good point. And Stormy's just like, well, almost all of my love affairs have overlapped. And like, I think she mentions how she had her first husband at 18 and has like a whole thing about that. Um, But Laura Jean is like, me and Peter promise not to break each other's hearts. She just asks, like, can't we both get out unscathed? Like, if something were to happen, but Stormy is like, not if you're doing it right. And that's when she brings up her first husband who was her neighbor and a songwriter. And she used to sit around listening to him sing. And then one day she found out that the song was about her. And she's like, if a man ever writes a song (laughs) about you, then you know, he's got it bad. (laughs) And Laura Jean just feeling so proud of herself. She's like, well, you know, what about a poem? And Stormy's like, yeah, that's like a song without the music. And she's like, well, Peter wrote me a poem before Valentine's Day. <laughs> and Stormy's like, I bet you know it by heart, too. And so Laura Jean like says the poem for her and Stormy finishes it. And she's like, actually, Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe wrote that. Do you are you sure you don't want to drink? <laughs> like stop asking the 16 year old that she wants a drink yeah. on her job like mm. <laughs> Laura Jean comes back downstairs like blasted <laughs> yeah. plastered yeah. at that point I would have been like yeah, yeah I really need one <laughs> just to take the edge off yeah I'd be like do you have any picklebacks <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> poor Laura Jean so they're at the party and it's funny because like I was thinking I was like this is the part I would actually be annoyed about with Peter yeah outside of like all these other things but he's playing flip cup um with like all his friends and um 
she's just like sitting in the kitchen yeah. with Lucas. Like she is kind that. of giving emo vibes. Like she could probably go up and be like, yeah, I want to play too. But she's like sitting on the counter, like with her skirt on her legs and like her tights. And she's like looking off. I feel like she wants to be in an 80s movie so bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Definitely. so true. Yeah. And Lucas is like, do you want to split the last ice cream sandwich? Which I really think is probably one of the grossest things <laughs> you could ever share with someone. Like, you can't share wet things. No. Yeah. You and they just like just casually okay. like go back and forth throughout the whole conversation. And the whole time I just was like, I wouldn't even do that with like my sister. Like, or it's like, or you eat half of it. And then here's the other half. And then you give the other half to some, or you like fucking. That's what just I thought they it. were going to do. I thought they were going to split it in half or something. No, you take a bite, I take a bite. Yeah, I take a bite. <laughs> when you said that, the first thing I thought of was like, imagine like eating yogurt and you dip the Ew. spoon back in. And it's like, Eat the yogurt. Oh my like, god! Like that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm that's sorry. I'm so, sorry. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's just random. Also, because like they could have just picked like popcorn or something, but anything. whatever. Literally any other food, a fucking sandwich. Like I don't know. And this is why Kit Kats were invented. It's the shareable snack. <laughs> yes. Yes. Laura Jean, do you want to st- share the last gogurt with me? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like a post-covid world or something that i was just like i was literally having an aneurysm during this scene like it it was just so gross and so um lucas is like what's up you seem like sad and she's just like well it's hard being someone's girlfriend and then lucas is like what is peter doing to you and she explains that um Like, she's always feeling second best to Jen and wondering if he's done all of the other things, all of the things that they do together with someone else. Lucas uh, asks if this is what's going on in a girl's mind and then says, like, it's good that he's not her, which is like, that's not super empathetic. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, And he's like, well, at least, yeah, I don't have these options. And... Uh, Laura Jean is like, I'm volunteering at Bellevue and remember John Ambrose, um, he's there and I'm happy with Peter, but, um, there's also these other feelings, but it's probably just because they're friends. Yeah. It's like, hmm. Cause with Peter, she's always overthinking, but with John Ambrose, it's easy. easy. Yeah. Interesting. So Lucas is like, well. You're lucky you at least have options because there are only two gay guys in our school. That was his Charlotte moment. Yeah. (laughs) I'm 27. I have no prospects. (laughs) No prospects. And Lara Jean is like, whoops, sorry. That was really inconsiderate of me because she's talking about the two guys she has on the docket. And <laughs> two, no. two hot, like perfectly nice sexy, yeah. like men. And she's like, you know what, Lucas? Though soon high school's gonna be over. We'll be out in the real world, and guys will be lining up for you. And he's like, how do you know that? And she says, because before I found out that you were gay, I was first in line. And then she takes a big old bite of that ice cream sandwich. 
And he's like, that was one hell of a speech to get another bite. And I'm like, stop eating this. This is disgusting. I know. Like, <laughs> like why? Peter and like Lara Jean. It's not even a good dessert. Yeah. Peter and Lara Jean <laughs> then like make eye contact across the room and he texts her, like mm-hmm. checking in to see if she's okay and asks if she wants to get out of here. So he comes over to grab her. On their way out, they notice, like, Chris and Trevor flirting away, like, squirting whipped cream into each other's mouths. They're simply having a great time. (laughs) Christine is, like, a rambunctious gal. Yeah. (laughs) So random. So before Peter drops off Laura Jean, he asks if she's okay because she was really quiet tonight. And Laura Jean is like, I have a question for you about the poem you wrote and peter is like well i never said that i wrote that poem and he's like you just look so happy like i wish i could have written something like that for you um but he like didn't have the heart to tell her it was edgar Allan poe and he's like do you still like it and she says yes and peter is like well, good, because, you know, even though I didn't write it, it is how I feel about you. And I'm like, this man could talk himself out of a speeding ticket. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I'm literally. Like, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just a body in the trunk and he's like, whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, I'll, where do you want to bury it? Like, yeah. yeah, I just like, he has this ease of like talking that maybe it's I, I don't have that is just <laughs> I don't know like because I was like oh that like he's kind of embarrassed that he's done Tommy <laughs> like, and he just seems so sweet yeah. I don't know I'm he's so endearing I, it's it's really hard not to not fall, to be fall mad. In the trap yeah. but yeah he has like yeah. a really similar quality to Mark Ruffalo beyond just the fact that they look quite similar, but just like a very similar, like endearing, charming vibe that I'm like, anything you say, I'm sold. Uh, I love Mark Ruffalo. I, yeah. I was just going to say, like, I'm a fucking into the obsessed. Void. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. one of my biggest Hollywood crushes. Yeah. So th- this all mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's just like his cute little fucking face, like 13 going on 30. Yeah. And and every time, like, I remember when we recorded it, we're like, yeah, like, he did cheat on his fiance. Like, that wasn't great. But mm-hmm. I'm like, but he's so enduring. <laughs> <laughs> That's like this guy. I'm like, yeah. he's kind of a fuck boy. But then I'm like, but, yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. Jeep. Like, <laughs> but the Jeep. <laughs> and the dimples. Doesn't he have dimples? Yeah. 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 That'll do it. So... They start making out, and Laura Jean is clearly enjoying herself. She just kind of, like, melts whenever he comes on to her or, like, touches her neck or something like that. But then we get a fucking close-up of him unbuttoning her top. Like, this man is, like, he's, like, I'm, like, you could be a professional knitter the way you're unbuttoning that top. (laughs) The nimbleness of your fingers. (laughs) Simply bobbing and weaving with so much ease. That's so funny. What is it like? Is it Rumpelstiltskin who spins like straw into gold? On the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally, Get Noah's oh H's on the phone right now. We have a Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> script ready to go. <laughs> literally. So she starts thinking about how he knows how to do this very well, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 
my boyfriend of like four years can't even unbutton my top that quickly. Like, <laughs> it's just is- him. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just Peter. So after she has this thought, like we get a Jen pop up and Jen is like, how do you think? And then Laura Jean does pull away from Peter and she's like, hey, um, I don't want to have sex right now. And Peter just reassures her that he's not rushing her, like especially in front of her house, like they're in front of her house right now. And Laura Jean just keeps like hearing Jen and we see this like – like Jen is sitting in the back seat and just talking about last year's graduation party when her and Peter dot 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 dot. It's okay. So it's unfair that Laura Jean is putting so much of her like insecurities on their past relationship. Yeah. But also it's like, I get that. I just feel like that's very not to like stereotype women or hetero relationships, but I definitely just feel like that's really classic yeah like women like right having sex or doing some type of like sexual activity and then it's just like like the Mm -hmm. pop-up in your brain Mm -hmm. is just like um ruining the mood what i wanted to see was um either the holland taylor character or like her talking to trina or her dad about how she's feeling and comparing herself because even though she ends up telling she ends up talking to Jen. She ends up talking to Peter. She never really like has that conversation with herself where she kind of sorts out like it's unhealthy to compare yourself right. to another person in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like even a realization really of like, I guess she kind of does at the end of the film, but like, like, oh, I'm like, not I'm acting crazy. That's very stereo. Like again, not great language, but like, oh, this is unlike me to be mm-hmm. caught up in all of this, um, like self doubt and stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so uh, they're hooking up, and Laura Jean's like, um, which this is actually more cringy than her falling um <laughs> on the M and M's, but um, <laughs> she's like. Do you miss sex? Like, literally blurts it out. (laughs) Like, it's so embarrassing. But it's, like, a valid question, though. It's just embarrassing how she does it. It's a super valid question, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, she's like, well, you used to do something all the time, and now you stopped. So do you, like, is there something missing in this relationship? He's like, no, Mm -hmm. not at all. And then... Laura Jean's like, hey, like, use the base jumping metaphor. Like, I've never base jumped before and you have and then peter's like okay well if we ever decide to go base jumping which i would love to do with you it's like a big decision but i would like help you out along the way and um then peter's like we are not yeah gonna have sex even though he was unbuttoning her shirt in front of her dad's house so like I didn't Mm -hmm. think that was a huge leap. And then, so he's like, let's just um, walk you to your door. Yeah. I did have to search base jumping. Um, Yeah, what is base jumping? I I don't even know. Yeah, that's actually a good question. (laughs) Now that that you bring it up. We're all just like, yeah, yeah, base jumping. Not a single clue what that is. 
No. At first I was like, is it like jumping the bases, like first base, second base, third base? But then I was like, oh, what? So it's a recreational sport of jumping from fixed objects. So like a cliff, for example, using like a parachute Mm. to descend to the ground. Okay. Oh. I figured it was something like when people like bungee jump off a bridge. I was like, it's something like that. Yeah. But this seems way more dangerous. Yeah. That sounds scary. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. If you have Portland, Oregon listeners, yeah. tell us. Is, is base jumping yeah. Yeah, a common thing in Portland? What's more common, sex or base jumping? Uh, sound <laughs> yeah. off in the chat, please. <laughs> They're like, everyone does base jumping before they have sex. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. I did see also the first question is, um, what is base jumping death rate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 0.04%. It- oh. Mm-hmm. Wait, 0.04%? 0.04. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's low. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not terrible. Yeah. Well, we then go back to Bellevue. And that's where, like, a lovely little bingo session is happening, led by John Ambrose and Lara Jean. Uh, the prize, honestly, a great prize, a giant uh, wheel of Gouda. Aged Gouda. Yeah. I'm like, let me that's get it on this shit. bingo. So... <laughs> As they are calling the numbers, John Ambrose is like, oh, don't think I've forgotten that you haven't returned my letter yet. And she says, I am not giving it back. It is way too embarrassing. And he's like, oh, what's more embarrassing, that or navigating sixth grade Shakespeare with a stutter? And Laura Jean says, well, even with a mild stutter, you were still a hot commodity. Like girls at sleepovers were always like, oh, are you team John or team Peter? And then Whoa. sweet little sweet little John Ambrose is like, yeah, but girls just pretended to like me because I was friends with Peter. And he tells this like sad story about how he couldn't believe that this girl, Sabrina Fox, wanted to go to the dance with him. And then the whole night she just spent the whole time trying to dance with Peter, even during the slow songs where he couldn't just pretend that they were all dancing in a group. And I'm like, John Ambrose. Yeah, you're like, I remember. The, like My heart, my heart bleeds for you. Mm. So as they're, you know, chatting away, the residents are like, what the fuck? Call the numbers. So yeah. <laughs> you call yeah. it the bingo. <laughs> and he's like, God, I can't wait to be at an age where I'm not expected to think that flip cup is fun. And she's like, Well, yeah, why do you think we are both spending our free time volunteering to hang out with senior citizens on a Saturday? And he's like, you're right. I guess we're pretty lame. But she says, lame in a cool way. And he agrees, which, of course, is a quote from her letter, which they have both read. Mm -hmm. So then this woman wins bingo and uh, abruptly turns to the woman sitting next to her and is like, suck it, (laughs) before getting up to collect her cheese. Yeah, they're like, we only let in, like, eccentric, rich people (laughs) into this if you don't have any personality to bring, get the fuck out of Bellevue. <laughs> literally. Literally. So What funny. can you bring to the community? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they actually have auditions. It's not even an application process. <laughs> right. I feel like that, like, TikTok account where it's, like, five, like, older gay men, they're, like, yes. Yes. yeah. We can bring something to the to the community. Yeah, they would fit into this to this community. When I was in middle school, I had a family friend that volunteered at a retirement home that was all for people who were artists. 
like back in the day. Whoa. And so I went there with That's her cool. once. But it was not like this. Like people were old. So they were quiet. Yeah. And they were just right, kind of right, keeping right. to themselves. But one of them that we talked to, he was in the movie Great Expectations. And so he was talking about that, which was super interesting. But That's cool. it was not quite uh, the lively scenario that we see at, mm-hmm. at Bellevue here. Yeah, they're kind of like, well, it's a movie, but they're kind of like on their shit. Yeah. They're like, is the camera rolling? Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're all like able-bodied and. Mm-hmm. Right, like, right. You don't really see anyone there. in a wheelchair and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So post bingo, Laura Jean tells John Ambrose that Peter says hi. And he's like, oh, you guys still hang out? And Laura Jean's like, um, yeah, we do. And before she can say anything else, John Ambrose is just like volleying the conversation. So it's like very back and forth. And he's like, oh, is he still like he was in middle school? And Laura Jean's like, what do you mean by that? And this is like pretty much the first time we hear someone speak negatively of Peter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. And he's like, well, he'd go to a party and take the last slice of pizza every time. And if you ever called him out on it, he'd be like, hey, 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 whoa, 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 I'm an athlete. (laughs) So John Ambrose reminds her of the birthday party where she made these amazing peanut butter chocolate cupcakes and Peter Kavinsky ate the last one. But no one ever got mad at him because he's just Peter Kavinsky and I'm like, he ate the last cupcake at your, your birthday? birthday that a like a girl made you cupcakes for. That's shady. But he's an athlete. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I need I'm carb loading, please, <laughs> for the lacrosse game. And before Laura Jean can just like finally interject that they're dating, he's like, Oh, are Peter and Jen still together? And then he says that they must be if they all still hang out. But Laura Jean is like, Well, actually me and Jen aren't really friends anymore. And yeah, Peter and Jen broke up. And John Ambrose is just like, ah, oh, yeah, I, I should have figured like no one really stays together in high school anyway. <laughs> and Laura Jean is just like, <laughs> and then again, tries to explain that she's dating Peter, but Dorothy walks in and she's like, oh, well, great job cleaning up, guys, but everything goes downstairs. Like, this area needs to be clear for the garden party. And then excuses herself to go make prune daiquiris. So weird. <laughs> I'm just like, did they come here to be, like, custodians? Like, aren't they <laughs> yeah. supposed to be spending time with the people, like, reading and stuff? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. Did you think this was, like, like, do you think Laura Jean should have just, like, Okay, well, they're in the basement, so she has other opportunities to be like, yeah, right. actually, like, by the way, like, we just got together or something like that. Do you think it's shady that she doesn't, like, mention anything? Or I was like, okay, well, if you can't find a time in person, like, you could text him afterwards yeah. or like, something. BT like, dubs. I do not understand why. Well, I do understand why she doesn't tell him. It's because yeah. she, she likes him. Yeah, and I also think she is on the Shire side, of course, mm-hmm. so she doesn't know how to just be like, hey, look, thought you should know. Yeah. She's, like, yeah. trying to find the right spot. But she is also definitely, like, keeping it to herself a little bit because I think – and I I would agree that this happens in a lot of different scenarios, but, like, 
when you meet someone new who could be a potential friend, like if they're a guy, I feel like if you start out off the cuff, like I have a boyfriend, sometimes even if the guy isn't really interested, they'll just be like, oh, okay. Like, and you never really get to have that conversation like you would if you didn't say that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she also yeah. doesn't want to make the dynamic weird with him yeah. knowing that they're dating. And I think she doesn't want to come off as like presumptuous as well. Like mm. it's obvious that yeah. like John Ambrose is interested in her to us. But again, Lara Jean clearly has no right. she has sense blinders of how to on. gauge when somebody's into yeah. her because she couldn't tell for months that Peter was like in love with her. So I think that also plays into it. So she's, she just like, is being very cautious of not doing that. But also – she's interested too yeah totally and you're right about like she's very like polite and on the more reserved side and stuff so with i would say like most people but her family i could see that coming into play too so they both head down to the basement and um it's like a bunch of decor and they find a moon and like star decorations and she's like, hey, we should ditch the garden party theme and do bring back the star ball. Because they have every item of decor <laughs> from the star ball. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, again, when they're paying a million dollars to live in this place, they, <laughs> right. they expect more. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're like, hey, let's let's do this instead of having the garden party. And um, she's like, know what i've learned that it's crazy that people think that old people just sit around and play bang bingo they obviously have like a lot of a lot more life to them or whatever yeah. and then um even though they just played a bingo game and then john is like yeah but i think they also just really like bingo mm-hmm. um so then he brings up the time capsule that they buried and laura jean's like yeah i remember that it was during one of our pizza parties in the treehouse and um he's just reminiscing about how he had such a good time hanging out there and reading books with her and um this is like the fifth attempt that she's Mm -hmm. trying to tell john about peter and um then she's like i really need to tell you something and then then he's like oh yeah what and then she just blurts out they're tearing down the tree house because the robertsons are moving out and the new family doesn't have kids and then john's like oh we should dig up the time capsule like before they move in who are the robertsons yeah and like why are they not why have they never minded that these kids are using their using tree their treehouse that's a good point <laughs> my guess is like maybe the robertson's kids are a lot older than like lara jean and her friends so they mm, moved out like years ago right. so they're like right. well nobody's using this treehouse go for it kids run on okay but then property. this was like yeah. another thing didn't laura jean drive there yeah she did drive there but maybe it's closed and she just drove because she has a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She had like the cupcakes and we're, stuff. We're doing a lot of heavy lifting. We're doing a lot of mental gymnastics <laughs> yeah. to make this valid. <laughs> truly, truly. <laughs> Laura Jean is like, yeah, that would be super fun, but we should invite the other people who were there who contributed items to the time capsule and we can all dig it up. John's and John, like, Ab- yeah, totally. We should invite other people. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, that's a great idea, Laura Jean. Like, <laughs> like just, 
Yeah, <laughs> tears streaming. <laughs> Literally. It's like, oh I'll God. bring pizza. And then um, she's like, I'll bring the peanut butter chocolate cupcakes that you liked so much. Wow. Oh. Jordan Fisher. <laughs> the way his face drops when she's like, yeah, we'll invite everyone. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, totally. I love that idea. He's like, everyone can't make it, actually. I checked. They're busy. Everyone's and out of town. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> so weird. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Jordan Fisher's so good. Like, he just kills me. He's so good in this. Oh, yeah. Where's his movie? Well, he did a he did another rom com recently called Hello, Goodbye, and Everything in Between. And um, it was basically like him and his girlfriend, they start dating like their senior year and they're like, oh, we both know that we're going to like go off to different colleges. Like it's not that serious. So they make like a breakup pact that they're going to break up at the end of senior year. So after graduation, they're like, "Okay, we're going to go on like our final date together. And then, like, through the course of the night, he's like, but I don't want to break up. And she's like, but, mm-hmm. like, we have to. And it's, like, this whole thing. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. That sounds cute. I know that he's worked in other things, but not, like, as the lead. Because wasn't he – Um. oh, well, he's on and off Broadway. Yeah. So, I like guess it did, makes sense. He did like, Dear he Evan Hansen, and he's done, like, other stuff. He's also in Grease Live – yeah Um, Greece yeah that's true so maybe he just like can't commit to like the lead role yeah but yeah yeah he deserves a long and successful career Mm -hmm. so we then go to biology where Lara Jean and Peter have to dissect an octopus and while they're like doing this she ends up asking Peter if he's free on Friday night because She's got this like idea. What what if we bury like we went and dug up the time capsule that we buried? Wouldn't that be a crazy thing that just occurred to me now in the moment? And he's like, "Oh, uh sure. I guess we could do that." And she's like, "Yeah, we could invite everybody, like all the people that we buried it with." And he's surprised that she would want to invite Jen, and she's like, "Well, no, obviously we're not inviting Jen. She posted that video of us." And then Peter says well we don't know for sure if it was her keep that in your back pockets ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. and Largine is like whatever she wouldn't even come if we invited her anyways so she's like it would be chris trevor you and me and uh and john ambrose i guess and peter's like oh so you you ended up writing him back and she says funny story we're actually both volunteering it Bellevue together isn't that crazy and he's surprised that she's not mentioned this for however many weeks that it's been going on and is like oh did you like ask him to volunteer there with you and she's like no no it was just a coincidence I never even wrote him back and he's like oh wow you know for someone who's never had a boyfriend (laughs) before you sure know how to mess with a guy's head and she's like what and he's like yeah let's let's do it Let's do the time capsule. Sounds good. So the seeds of discontent have been sown. So we get another baking shot of Laura Jean making the chocolate peanut butter cupcakes when her bitch younger sister Kitty comes down. 
and says, Peter prefers salted caramel. <laughs> First of all, why do you even know that? Yeah, again, fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But Laura Jean and John Ambrose, of course, get to the trios first because I would say just everything we know about their personalities, they will be the first at the function. Yeah. You know? They're the first. They're the first. Yeah. Of course. And like Laura Jean references this as a party. Yes. <laughs> like it's literally five friends Hanging in a treehouse. <laughs> yeah. Like eating pizza. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so they show up and then Peter strolls up and Laura Jean is like, in her mind, she's like, I didn't realize what a horrible idea this was until I saw them standing next to each other. Yeah. And it really is not <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Like, it's very, very bad. Because imagine you are planning a get-together of only five people. Yep. One is a guy who clearly likes you and the other is your boyfriend. That's half the group. <laughs> yeah, and then it's You're you. Done. You are done. <laughs> yeah. At the very least, like, because, like, obviously it's a little bit weird to suddenly text John Ambrose and be like, by the way, Peter's my boyfriend just before we, like, get to this party. She could at least <laughs> tell Peter, like, hey, just so you know, like, I haven't really had a chance to tell, like, John Ambrose that we're dating. Like, is there a way we could kind of slip that in? So that way you're in on it together. Yeah, yeah. Like something. She's kind of doing some shady shit right now, and she's yeah. getting away with it because she's a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a good point, though. Like, if she was like, "Hey, like we've really only talked about our volunteer jobs. Mm-hmm. We haven't really talked about anything personal. So, like, heads up, he doesn't know. But like, so let's just like, yeah, weave that into the combo. Yeah, or like, hey, I'm kind of getting the vibe that he like might." be interested in me but if she knew but then i was also thinking i was like i feel like laura jean in every other situation laura jean and uh pete peter um kiss like even when they um in front of his her dad on their first date Hmm. they kiss um and i was like but then this time they didn't so like Mm -hmm. again kind of setting yeah setting them up for yeah this so then jen shows up and she's like oh my invite must have gotten lost in the mail and john ambrose like looks at jen and peter and he's like wow jen and peter just like old times everyone feels awkward yeah he's just like he's been living in this other neighborhood which is like (laughs) the other side of the fucking world for some reason They don't have any social media. Like, right. yeah, they're not fucking friends on social media. You didn't see the video of Laura Jean. It was like viral. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. At, like even Haven saw it. And it's like also Peter's right. like live streaming their dates. <laughs> so like is that's kind maybe, of also on you. Maybe John Ambrose <laughs> is like, oh, I don't do social media. Cause if he followed Laura Jean, obviously he would see pictures of her and Peter. Yeah, I, I don't know. Along with her, there's so many fucking blocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, uh, her hashtag. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> so everyone starts to arrive. Chris shows up with the shovel, and Trevor is like, "Why did you come from the lake?" And I'm like, "What? Why? 
did she come from the lake? Like, what the fuck? But she, like, makes a joke how she buried a body or something and then starts, like, play fighting him with the shovel. (laughs) She's an icon. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. And so she's like, all right, let's get this thing started. And fucking, like, starts digging for the time capsule and, like, steps on it with her fucking heeled combat boots, her, Mm -hmm. like, smash the patriarchy boots and uh yeah then they go up into the treehouse yeah Mm -hmm. and also just just to put it out there because uh i will be campaigning for john ambrose to be respectful king of the year 2023 and he does very graciously be like oh lara jean let me grab those cupcakes for you even though i'm carrying two giant pizza boxes let me take those out of your hands like peter could never peter's just like doy standing there doing nothing so they're like eating in the treehouse, the pe- the pizza and Peter and Laura Jean are sitting next to each other. And he like whispers to her, why um, didn't you ask me to bring the pizza? Like I would have done that. And did you guys think this was a big deal that like, I guess it's like if you're the couple and Laura Jean's the alleged host, you would probably ask your partner, but yeah. But I was like, also, John's the kind, like, it's kind of John and Laura Jean hosting. Mm-hmm. I guess Peter doesn't know that, though. He doesn't know that they right. came up with this idea mm-hmm. together. Together. Was like, oh, I just thought of this thing. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. 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 So uh, they open up the time capsule and Laura Jean's bracelet comes out. And we find out later it's like half of the friendship bracelet. And then Peter's baseball from when he hit a home run. She's like, yeah, I remember you like ran into the crowd and kissed me. Um, And then Peter's like, I don't remember that. (laughs) Um, So it's like still like super awkward. Yeah. And then um, Trevor had put in his Linkin Park concert ticket. Um, When did they bury this? Like how old was he? Yeah. (laughs) Like going to Linkin Park as a 10 year old? Like. Well, they said, I think they said, because I was like, uh, I think John said at one point, oh, that was like six or seven years ago, mm. because I was I was like thinking in my head, I was like, so nine or 10. Yeah, because I was like, oh, that's great <laughs> that they didn't wait till like, you know, a 10 year mark or a 20 year mark yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so super weird. Um, John put in a Seahawks hat. And then <laughs> Jen was like, oh, Laura Jean, didn't you get a Seahawks trip because you were trying to impress John? Like, classic LJ. Mm-hmm. And then um, John's like, if that's true, that's really cute. And Peter's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Peter's going to fucking beat him up. Oh. Yeah, this is when I was like, you fucking petulant child. Like, yeah. this is <laughs> like, like, he's. <laughs> yeah. Like. You petulant child. <laughs> like, um, inexcusable. He's like, hey, remember when you had a stutter? Everyone gives him death stares. And then um, he's like, what? Like, I just noticed because I haven't seen you in a really a long thing time. To bring up. He's like, oh, remember when your mom died? Yeah. Like, what <laughs> oh the fuck, God. Peter? Remember when you, like, pissed yourself in kindergarten? How awful was that? Like, he's <laughs> so digging in. It's such a it's so bad. weird way to be like, I must assert dominance right now. Because I know. I know. That, like, so insecure. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. He's so insecure. And, like, also, like, 
speech impediments and like stutters are nothing to be embarrassed about. Yeah. Like that was just mean. Yeah, because he he said it purposely as a dig. Oh yeah, yeah. like so he's so clearly too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's finally starting to pick up on the vibes that. Like, with all these comments and with the pizza and stuff like that, that there's something going on. Yeah. So, John Ambrose, being the class act that he is, just kind of, like, brushes it off and is like, oh, you know, yeah, thanks, man. My my speech therapist will be happy to know that her methods work. (laughs) And then, like, him and Lara Jean kind of, like, share a look because she's obviously embarrassed that, like, her boyfriend is acting like this. But... Chris then gets her thing from the time capsule. Uh, she left herself money for future Chris. And <laughs> that's when Jen looks in the time capsule and says, it's empty. Nothing for me. And Chris is like, that's not possible. We all put something in there. And she's like, well, there's nothing in here. So I don't know what to tell you. And Laura Jean tries to cut the I feel the like they make her look bad in this movie. I feel like they make her just like looks so plain in the first movie they made her look like super popular oh yeah i guess she is definitely like down emotionally in this one (laughs) she's like i don't know why i'm laughing she's like depressed (laughs) because her parents are divorcing and her boyfriend dumped her and i'm like (laughs) she looks bad (laughs) and she looks terrible terrible (laughs) yeah but you're totally right though like kind of plain jane like Mm -hmm. she I swear she's wearing just like a blue sweater the entire movie. And as we learned, it gets greasy when she has it up and is sitting in a bus for hours. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, but God. there's like a there's like a comment in the first movie as well about how like Jen has more quote unquote like basic plain style compared to Lara G, yeah. who's more interested in like vintage clothes. And they definitely like elevated Lara Jean's style even more in this movie. So that, like, difference between the two of them is especially stark now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But Lara Jean then asks if anybody wants the last slice of pizza right as Peter has, like, picked it up and takes a bite and is, like, too slow. So (laughs) (laughs) Lara Jean and... Classic Peter. Yeah. Lara Jean and and John Ambrose, like, share a look because obviously this is something that they've talked about before. And Peter's like, what? And so everybody's like, okay, time to go. We're going to dip now. And John Ambrose is like, oh, do you want me to help clean up? And she starts to say, yeah, that would be great. When Peter, again, got to be the big man, is like, you know what? I got it. I think I can handle helping my girlfriend clean up. Thanks, though. And it is so uncomfortable. You just watch little Johnny Ambrose's heart break right in front of you. And he's like. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I'll uh, I'll see you later. So, while Laura Jean and Peter are cleaning up, Peter's like, "Why didn't you tell John Ambrose about us?" And she's like, "I tried to, but like there wasn't a good time." And Peter's like, "Yeah, there isn't a good time when you're flirting." And I'm like, "True." <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you you're got like, her. Not wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, next time, just ask me to get the pizza because if John Ambrose brings the pizza, then it looks like you guys threw the party. And Laura Jean is like, well, I mean, we did. And he's like, you can't do that when you have a boyfriend. And I do feel like if I 
if I did this with someone who my boyfriend knew, mm-hmm. it would be normal. Like if I was like, hey, Cameron, like let's throw like a barbecue in the park and like like Phil no like we're all friends, right? Yeah. But if I was like, hey, Phil, I'm going to throw like a barbecue in the park with a random guy who I am now friends and with and not like, tell, yeah. who I used to yeah. like and wrote a love letter yeah. to. Right. And I, I didn't tell you. Also, I didn't say that I was in a relationship. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to blindside you at this party. Yeah. Party. And yeah. Yeah. The yeah. optics aren't great. No. I will no. say. But, but fucking Peter invited Jen. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and Jen and Laura Jean are clearly on the outs. Jen has done some really fucked up shit to her. Mm-hmm. Like literally sharing a sexually explicit video without the people's consent. Yeah. Like fucking mm-hmm. jail time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Of two minors. Yeah. Like yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. If this 100%. were Lee, she would be in jail. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> literally. Yeah. So yeah, it's and like also. Just to give Laura Jean a little bit more credit, too. It's like, it's also her for- first boyfriend. So she is just not na- like the first month of having a boyfriend. So she is mm-hmm. navigating stuff. But again, I understand why Peter would be upset. Yeah. 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 And now they're like talking about how he technically invited Jen. And they just kind of keep going around in circles about whose fault it was or like who did something wrong and peter is like it's not supposed to be like this and laura jean is like do you want to break up and i'm like oh that's so like naive like you have one disagreement and she's like oh my god do you want to break up with me but luckily he's like you know no you know i just don't know why you didn't tell John Ambrose about us. Like, do you want to keep your options open? And she's like, no, it's just ever since we started dating, I feel like I don't know how to act. Just like the little stuff. Like, I feel like I didn't read the girlfriend's handbook, like how Jen used to dress up for your lacrosse games. Like, am I supposed to do that? And Peter's like, well, I mean, it wasn't just her, like all the girlfriends did. And Laura Jean asks if he wants that and he's like, well, not if you don't want to. It would be nice though. Like it would show that you cared. And that's when Laura Jean brings up how he never sent her an acapellogram on Valentine's Day. And he's like, well, it didn't seem like your style. And Laura Jean's like, well, it's not. And Peter hugs her and they hug each other and he's like, we should never fight again. But the I'm thing like, is, well. is, like, they didn't really resolve anything. Anything. Right. They kind of just talked about it. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's a weird conversation. And also, I feel like when he mentions the thing about, like, dressing up, he's like, oh, well, it would be nice if you wanted to. I'm like, oh, I kind of don't know what Laura Jean does for Peter. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think he is lacking in a lot of regard as her boyfriend, but I'm also like, I don't know if Laura Jean is especially supportive as a girlfriend. Yeah. And I mean, we don't get to see it as much in this one, but like in the first movie, he like proves himself to be very thoughtful and like does a lot of things where like, oh, I noticed that you like this particular type of like yogurt drink. So I did Mm -hmm. it for you. Like he picks up on Mm -hmm. those things. So I don't know why we don't really get to see it as much in this one. 
right and, and except for like a sense. couple moments and at the end we see him like bring back something that he knows about her but i felt like it was lacking in this movie which makes it a lot easier for us to kind of like forget the good things about peter totally that's a good point because like remember he drove her to school every single yeah. day and kitty like his relationship mm-hmm. with kitty and stuff and yeah that's a really good point because like laura jean again no offense but like you could go to a fucking football game or whatever sport he plays and it's like you could at the parties like you could play a round of flip clap like it's not gonna kill you to just like you know make a little bit of of yeah 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 or like even if you don't play flip cup don't sit in the corner like you think playing flip cup is like the dumbest thing in the world also i feel like she would be the type of person that would be at every football game dressing up and writing on her cheeks and stuff because that's i feel like that's camp yeah (laughs) (laughs) like like that's all the romance novels or whatever exactly yeah but that's okay they go back to bellevue and uh laura jean is starting to set up for the star ball and she hears piano playing and it's john ambrose playing alone and i'm assuming because he's musically gifted it's actually him it is yeah he actually improvised the melody while they were playing uh, it of course he did <laughs> like <laughs> I of course you did. Well, yeah. like also just I think it's really interesting the juxtaposition also of just like him in real life mm-hmm. and then Noah Centineo like <laughs> like the, <laughs> like the leaked dick pics and like the Snapchat oh like and then he's like oh yeah I like I just made this up like on the spot like it was how I was feeling yeah <laughs> like yeah it's just. It's night and day. Yeah. I did read, (laughs) though, that, like, John Ambrose's character was always going to play piano. So, like, it just Mm. worked out really well that Jordan Fisher is a musician. Um, But he was just like, yeah, let me tickle the ivory. Yeah, it's like a beautiful song. Play the most beautiful melody I've ever heard. so good. Yeah. God. Okay. So, she sits down next to him and... She's like, sorry, I should have told you about Peter. And he's like, it's fine. Um, I'm just embarrassed because I was reading the cues wrong. <laughs> and it's like, no, you weren't at all. But um, so then Laura Jean was like, yeah, it's my fault um, for that. Um, I'm sorry. And um, like, they're very close on the piano bench. It's, you know, very romantic. The melody is very cute a little bit dark and he's like actually don't go by john ambrose that's my middle name but uh you started calling me that because you thought it was cool because your first name is two names as well and i didn't want to correct you um because we had something in common so i just told everybody to call me john ambrose and she's like absolutely killed me yeah i love this scene so much She's like, you're so good. (laughs) And then he says, we've always been good, Laura Jean. No, she she actually says, like, not like you're good uh, morality wise, but like, are we good as friends? And he's like, we've always been good, Laura Jean. And it's very sweet. Yeah. There's just like such a beautiful, like, there's such beautiful, tender chemistry between the two of them. 
And like she describes in the movie, like, oh, it's easy being with him. It's so effortless just watching the two of them play off Mm -hmm. of each other. And the scene is so intimate. They're like sitting so close on this little piano bench in this like slightly dark basement. And I love it. I love it so much. Uh, When he begins playing the piano and she like wanders over, it's – like, I feel like my heart skips a beat. Yeah. Because it's I so know. just, like, beautiful. Like, you can tell he's just – it has this beautiful, complex, artistic soul. And, like, I think the reason that they can also let their guard down when they're together so much is because they are so similar mm-hmm. that yeah. they understand, like, in the moments that um, Peter feels the need to be, like, more gregarious, he's, like, down to earth. Yeah. And because they – both like operate in that same mode of energy. Like Laura Jean doesn't feel pressed to rise to that like outgoingness or like be a certain type of way. She just feels like she can be herself. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because one would think that, you know, if you're bringing in a new love interest, that's more on like the gentle soft side that he would also be more introverted by like, like Lara Jean is, but he's not, he's very sociable. He like talks to people super easily, like clearly has charisma about him. He just has more of like a sensitive, quieter sensibility, but no issues with like socializing with people, which I thought was nice. He's also very respectful and like gracious in the way that he kind of handles this rejection of sorts 100% he's like it's on me I read Mm -hmm. the thing I read the signs wrong that's my bad like we are so fine I'm happy to be your friend like great great handling of it from John Ambrose totally yeah and I think like it also really just shows like when uh Laura Jean's like when we officially started dating I like didn't know how to I don't know how to act around you Mm -hmm. because I feel like she's constantly trying to like impress him and like be a perfect girlfriend and there's just such an ease to her relationship with john ambrose that i'm like you wouldn't need that if you were with him and stuff but i feel like that's always the case it's like you don't want the the easy friend type you want the peter kavinsky like screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain Yeah. yeah 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 So we then go to the grocery store where uh, Lara Jean, Kitty, and their dad are grocery shopping for Thanksgiving, and that's when he spots Trina across the store and, like, goes over to chat with her, and his version of flirting is being like, oh, what you got in your cart there? And she's like, I'm making soup. So... (laughs) Lara Jean thinks about how she's never seen her dad with a crush before, but there he was, all nervous and hopeless. So she ends up going over to them and, you know, they mention to Trina that they're shopping for Thanksgiving, which is just Thanksgiving in March. And Lara Jean actually takes a step to invite Trina to join them. And she's like, oh, you know, I don't want to basically he's going to say, like, I don't want to impose. And her dad is like, you don't want to wait till November for Turkey. And she's like, (laughs) all right, I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. So when Dr. Covey goes to pay for the groceries, Lara Jean is like, by the way, Trina, just wanted to let you know that that Valentine that you got from my dad, it was actually from (laughs) Kitty. (laughs) And Trina's like. You're telling me that the Valentine addressed to 
Mrs. Rothschild in Glitter Glue oh wasn't from your dad, which is a very cute little moment. Um, it was very I cute. really like Trina. Yeah. She's Me great. too. Me too. So for Thanksgiving, we got, I almost said John Ambrose. We have Peter Kavinsky. <laughs> I wish. The Covey sisters, Trina, Dr. Covey, and Laura Jean kind of notices that Peter is like passing on the green beans and she's like, oh, like, is everything okay? And Peter's like, um, yeah, I mean, the, the green beans just look so different, like compared to everything else. Like it, it looks like it came out of like one of my mom's magazines. And that's when Dr. Covey tells them that it's like kind of a silly tradition they do every year where he gets a can of green beans and Laura Jean is like, well, it's for mom. So Trina's like, I feel like there's a story there, um, which is like a super brief line, but I did enjoy the fact that she is like clearly not that she wouldn't be okay with him having a wife before, but just like, you know, he has kids, he has like mm -hmm. someone that she used to be married to. And she's like, Oh, like share the story. Like, like that's something that I want to know about, yeah. which is I think she's just a really nice person. So Dr. Cuffey explains that when he was in college, he got invited to a dorm room Thanksgiving party because it was Thanksgiving party in March and the girl hosting it was just the coolest girl he's ever seen. Obviously, Laura Jean and Kitty's mom. And she thought it was unfair that the best holidays were all at the end of the year. So she wanted to, like, spread the love around and have a Thanksgiving in March. It was a potluck, and everyone made, like, homemade dishes, except for Dr. Covey, who brought <laughs> fucking canned green beans. <laughs> and their mom made fun of him the entire night, like, so much so that he thought she was actually mad at him. But afterwards, her roommate was like, oh, that's just how she flirts. So... Then Peter jokes that Laura Jean does that too. And Trina's like, you know, thank you so much for sharing that story. And then Laura Jean says that there is another tradition and it's that newcomers have to eat the green beans. And their dad's like, no, 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 no. You don't have to do that. But Kitty is like, yes, you do. So <laughs> of course. She was like, right. <laughs> not going to let them get away with it. There is actually a mention of Josh here. His name is spoken. She's like, Josh had to do oh, it. Oh, Josh had to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's such a good point. Mm -hmm. I completely missed that. Yeah. Um, I really like the scene. I really like Trina mm -hmm. in this whole thing. I think she treats the um the mom who had passed away like really respectfully. Um, right, right. It's just always so funny when there's like, oh, there's the dead mom with her like whimsical yeah no. <laughs> the manic pixie dream dead mom <laughs> like literally like oh she hated how like thanksgiving and christmas were like so close together so like yeah. okay whatever but also us canadians celebrate it in october yeah, so there's a little bit of space can't relate yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so then it is game game day and laura jean dresses up it's very high school game day um and she like face paints her face it's very cute puts her hair in pigtails 
and um I guess a crowd of people like <laughs> send off the football players. This is like uh, so to- crazy to me because my school was just like nobody watched the sports games at all. <laughs> we didn't even have a football Whoa. team. Yeah. Like- so I'm like, you Canadians, you little freaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, we didn't I don't know, maybe the basketball games, but I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't we didn't have this hysteria around sports and um the cross right yeah am i it is the cross i always thought it was football (laughs) yeah yeah he's a lax bro um so i guess maybe hockey games i will say that i did show up to those that wasn't related to my school she's waiting to see peter and chris pulls her aside and is like hey by the way i saw peter and jen and they were like really close and then Chris shows her a picture and they're like hugging and she's really upset, obviously. So then Peter approaches Laura Jean and Laura Jean's like, what's up with this? Um, you know, like Jen and I hate each other. And he tries to explain that there's stuff going on with her and he just needed to be a friend and comfort her. No, sir. And Laura Jean <laughs> is like, that's not going to land with me. So... Yeah, she's just like, you go back to Jen every time, you pick her every single time, and they kind of get into an argument, and then Peter's like, well, there's no choices, I'm not picking someone, and then Laura Jean brings up the hot tub video, and um, he basically, like, slips in that he knew that Jen took it, and... um, Peter denied it this whole time. So like for several months, um, because they were, uh, not on good terms. And then Lord Jean's like, see, you're like inadvertently choosing her by protecting her. Um, and then like Trevor shouting, like, we gotta go, like the bus is leaving and stuff like that throughout this conversation. And he's like, okay, I really gotta go. Um, and then Laura Jean's like, oh my God, how did Jen know we were in the hot tub? And then she was like, you were waiting for her. And if I didn't come down, Jen would have come down and you two would have been together. So rough. So they like kind of break up there. Yeah, it's bad. And especially when you think about the fact that also not only was, did he like, was he waiting there for Jen? But after making out with Laura Jean, he then went and spent the night in Jen's Jen's room. Yeah. Okay. I know. This is the fuckboy stuff of Peter Mm -hmm. Kaminsky that Mm -hmm. it's like, that's bad. Yeah. But DK, remind me because I don't remember. They didn't do anything, right? They just were friends. Or like Jen and Peter. Yeah, yeah, after the like hot nothing tub. happened. Yeah. He just like slept in her room, and like I guess now it kind of makes sense that he would go up there since like he would be like, "Where did you go?" Yeah, he knows that either she saw or like something like that, so he would have to go and be like, "Listen, we're done. Like I'm with Lara Jean now. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, he's a bit shady. I mean, the weird thing I would say is like." They're both being shady. So at some mm-hmm. point, do you just say, hey, maybe we're too young to be in a relationship <laughs> or like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they've both done things that weren't great. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes you question why you would want to stay in the relationship. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the Peter thing, I don't think he was necessarily. Well, okay, just wait. When they go on the ski trip, they're not fake dating at that point. They are still fake dating, yeah, because that's in the contract oh, that they have to go to the ski trip together. Right, she right, She tried right. to get out of it because she obviously, like, likes him but doesn't want to keep doing this, and he obviously likes her and, like, wants to keep doing it. Mm. So they go on the ski trip, and then she's, like, being really avoidant and not wanting to mm-hmm. talk to him because she's scared that he doesn't reciprocate the feelings because she can't see them. Um, but then it's Lucas who's like, I bet you he's waiting in that hot tub for you right now. And, and he wasn't. Goes, yeah. Lucas, no, he kind of fucked he her wasn't. There. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that is kind of brutal. But like the not telling her it was Jen also, cause it's yeah. like, like, I feel like that's really bad. Mm-hmm. Holding back the fact that like, she was the one who spread basically, uh, pornographic underaged video of her like in a hot tub is pretty bad yeah 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 but yeah so they break up so Lara Jean goes home and the next morning we see her just like really despondent Dr. Covey tries to wake her up and she's just really like going through the motions like making her cereal getting ready and this is while the song moral of the story is playing in the background And there's this one moment that, like, I think people either love it or hate it. I personally, it doesn't work for me. I don't like it when she's, like, floating down the hallway and lip syncing along to the song. I thought that was weird. It takes me out (laughs) of it every time. I was like, why are you, like, there isn't any other part where she acknowledges that she's in a movie. It's just, like, that part. Mm -hmm. It's super weird because... Even at the end when they float up into the sky, (laughs) I thought it was the same vibe because that, again, that's not part of the, like, uh, other parts of the movie, so. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. we have all these other, like, daydreamy moments where she, like, imagines other people there, and, like, those all feel, like, grounded enough to work, but this one, it's the direct-to-camera lip-syncing that just, like... It's a little too far and it's not in keeping with the style of the rest of the movie. And I feel like the same mm-hmm. effect could have been achieved even if she was looking direct to camera and like floating through the hallway in that way without lip syncing. That's a good point. So, yeah, that happens. And then we kind of like break out of this daydream and she's sitting in bio and they are like getting everybody ready to go to their field trip at the aquarium and we see like Lara Jean and Peter having some glances but he's not sitting with her no so they got to the Portland Aquarium and first of all the aquarium is like so beautiful and like where's yeah. your worksheet like it's bio come on <laughs> um get your mind off things yeah. I really think that's the Vancouver Aquarium yeah. that was like I think I felt like I could spot a lot of Vancouver places in the first film this mm-hmm. was the only vancouver place i could um pick out mm-hmm. is the diner they go to in the first film a real diner in vancouver or is that like a set 
thing? I okay, so I think it's a set, and then I think the exteriors are real because I remember when we looked at the exteriors of the diner where she like you know always like throws her bike on the side of the yeah <laughs> of the restaurant. Um, I remember seeing the Vancouver mountains. I know the exteriors were in Vancouver, but I I don't think the interior was. Gotcha. But I could be wrong. I'd love to go. <laughs> it is the Vancouver Aquarium, confirmed. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I thought so. They also shot a lot of stuff in Fort Langley. Okay, yeah, that's a cute little suburby area. Yeah, the um, Bellevue is actually Casa Mia Historic Mansion. And is it in Point Grey? I think so. I know that they the school that they shot at was Point Grey Secondary School. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the carnival was Playland. And they also shot the lantern scene in Queen Elizabeth Park. And Cardona's is actually a, rest- a restaurant called Bricks and Mortar. So there Oh we my go. God, Bricks and Mortar. It's on, it's in Yale Town on mainland. You could go have your own Cardona's experience. <laughs> oh my God. I yeah. have gone. I, I oh, went cool. for... Yeah, I but I've only been on their patio. Um, that's why I wouldn't have re- referenced it. I went for like appies and like happy hour there once. It's um, yeah, super close to where my sister lives. That's wild. There we go. Oh, I'm gonna have to go oh, back. That's so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go take yeah. some pics and like do a whole TikTok on it. Honestly, yeah. and then Casa Mia. It says it's um in. No one cares about this, but Christina and I, I feel like... Any of our other Canadian listeners out there? Yeah, yeah. It's on Southwest Marine Drive. It's by the airport. Yeah. By Vancouver International Airport. There we go. Well, the more you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, we're not in the Portland Aquarium. We're in the Vancouver Aquarium. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I've been there once, and it, and I literally could recognize it because it's that beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, okay, love this. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful aquarium for sure. Mm-hmm. So there are, you know, torrid glances between Peter and Laura Jean. At one point, Laura Jean walks over to the jellyfish, and Peter comes over, and it's just like a really solemn moment. She asks him if he wants the necklace he gave her back, and. There's like a moment and then Peter says, yeah, sure. But I'm like, oh, you both have so many chances to just say yeah. no. Like I like I don't want to – can we can we talk? Like mm-hmm. I don't want the necklace back. Like I want to fix things. Like – and they just don't do any of that. So yeah. she tries to take she, it off. She doesn't want to give it back. He doesn't want to take it back. But she right. offers it up as a, as a like test I guess and he – Fails. I, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. They're both a little stubborn here. Mm-hmm. So Laura Jean tries to take off the necklace, um, but she can't. And so she asks him for help, or he offers to help yeah. actually. And he unclasps the necklace. But as he does so, like as he like touches oh. her neck and like he moves her hair to the side, and she's just like breathing him in, like loves to be that like she's like this is the last time that he might touch me you know it's so heavy and um peter walks away so so sad um so laura jean like continues on like her breakup 
wallowing. Depression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just like sleeping. She's a mess. Um, she thought that if her and Peter t- were together, they could do anything together, but she was wrong. And she's just like contemplating if it was ever like real or true. And uh, maybe that she just wasn't ready for it. Um, and how they weren't honest with each other, which is like finally when she realizes, I think like, oh, we both weren't really honest with each other, but we could have been. Um, so she texts someone and we don't know. And she says, meet me at the treehouse." but surprise, surprise. Mm. It's not Peter. No, it's mm. not Peter. It's not even John Ambrose. It's Could not you imagine Lucas. it's John? <laughs> and it's not Chris. It's yeah. Josh. He shows up. No. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's actually Jen. So yeah. as they sit together in the treehouse, Lara Jean brings up that, you know, her and Peter broke up and she says that Part of the reason is that when they were together, she was always worried that he was thinking about Jen and that she would never be good enough and that he would never get over her. But then she realized that she was actually the one that couldn't get over Jen. She then shows her the bracelet uh, from the time capsule and says that it was actually their friendship bracelet. Like, I don't know if you remember, but that's what it is. So Jen kind of like takes us in for a moment and is like, listen, you're way off about Peter. He's crazy about you. He's told me that himself. And the reason that I call him isn't to hurt you. It's just that my parents are splitting up right now and it's been really hard and Peter's been through it before. And like, while, you know, I have my issues with Jen, she's done some really fucked up things. I can imagine how incredibly difficult it is that you have been with somebody for like all of your formative years and then it very suddenly ends and then you go through this huge life-altering thing like having your parents split up like that's got to be incredibly Mm -hmm. difficult so it's only natural that she would reach out to somebody who knows her so well and also has been through that situation because peter's dad like left his family so jen then reaches over to this little like crevice in the treehouse and actually picks up her own friendship bracelet and says she hid it because she didn't want Lara Jean to know that she had also put the same thing in the capsule. Jen is like, I have to avoid emotion at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Literally. She's got a lot going on, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. vulnerability is hard for all of them. Yeah. So Lara Jean then says that there's this Korean word that her grandmother taught her called Jung which is the connection between two people that can't ever be severed. If you like fall in and out of love, you will always have tenderness in your heart for that person. And that's what she and Jen have. And if she wants to move forward, she has to stop blaming Peter for having it with Jen too, which again, I think is a really good realization for her to have and starting to show some of her emotional maturity through like going through this experience. Cause if everything did stay in that like fairy tale kind of world, she would have remained so naive. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real good lesson to learn. Yeah. I feel like people our age and older still 
don't still really. don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So Laura Jean goes home and down the road, she actually sees her dad walking hand in hand with Trina um, as they walk her dog. And then she gets a text from John Ambrose with a picture of him saying he's ready for the star ball tomorrow. So at Bellevue, everything is all set up. And Laura Jean goes to Stormy's room and Stormy is like, you don't look ready for a ball. Like you're not dressed. And Laura Jean is like, oh, well, I'm just a volunteer. Like it would be so weird if I dressed up. And Stormy is like, well, then what am I going to do with this gorgeous oh tool dress in Robin's egg blue? <laughs> in your size. Perfectly. Exactly. Absolutely beautiful dress. Oh, my God. Like, what a shame. Like, it would be lovely on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of course, she obliges, and Stormy does LJ's hair and makeup. And when she finishes, she's like, do I look okay? And I think Stormy's, like, says something along the lines of, like, it should be illegal yeah. to look as beautiful as you. She's like, how you look should be against the law. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have just been normal for one <laughs> second. The suspense to how you look. Paolo has taken this and this and made this. It's it's literally that scene though. Yeah. <laughs> she does yeah. look beautiful though. She looks like a like an old Hollywood starlet, like incredible. Uh, she looks yeah. she has such like voluminous curly hair in this scene. It's gorgeous. Christina, I feel like this is something you would wear Absolutely. to a dance. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm like, it's kind of annoying that you keep like trying to play her off as like a loser nerd. Because right. I'm like, she's fucking <laughs> Stunning, yeah, like right. not that losers. It's <laughs> gonna be <laughs> but like, okay, maybe not loser. Like if she was but like, ugly, unpopular. we'd be like, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. But <laughs> then be like, you but deserve this. <laughs> That's not what I meant, but it totally came off that way. But like, it's just like. Like, I'm so nerdy that I don't read social cues. And then it's like, like passing Jen off as the cool girl. I was just, I don't know. It's very it doesn't... much like them pretending that Hillary Duff is like a loser in, yes, a, Cinderella in a Cinderella story. Yeah. yeah. Just because she wears like a baseball hat. <laughs> She's like, I'm such a tomboy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Annoying. Okay. Anyways. So um, she, again, because the old folks' home is a castle, yeah. <laughs> uh, she stands at the top of the staircase. And, of course, John Ambrose is at the bottom. He's in, like, a white tux. And- it's one of my favorite tropes ever. Beautiful girl descending down a spiral staircase. <sighs> Man in awe right. of her. Wins every time. A hook, line, and sinker. And, like, of course, it's, like, yeah, like Dorothy doesn't like walk by. Like, it's just so <laughs> fake. But like, like Dorothy's not in the background or whatever. Yeah. But like, whatever. We're we're loving this. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, "You look beautiful." Um, she's like, "I'm happy that I decided to dress up." And he says, "Me too." And then he's like, "Um, my suit's my dad." And then she's like, "Okay." And then they start walking into the. It's his dad's um, suit. Yeah. yeah and then he's like <laughs> the why, why did i say that it's yeah, my dad like, like that's not <laughs> yeah like 
There's it's a like, face palm emoji in the notes. Yes. yes <laughs> I did put yeah. that in there. <laughs> yeah, which like isn't embarrassing at all. Yeah. No one expects you at 16 to have a full tux. I yeah. just was surprised to hear that at 16, he and his dad are the same size. Same yeah. size. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. surprised to hear. Again, fits flawlessly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, they're working at the event. They're serving the punch and everyone's having a good time. Sponsored by Bubbly. Stormy comes over to John and Laura Jean and is like, you don't need to be serving us punch. Uh, we can serve our own. You should go dance. Um, and it's like, John, you should convince Lord Jean to dance because obviously she would never do it. And then a slow song comes up and um, it's just like everyone obviously wants them to dance. So they finally head out to the dance floor and a slow song. Mm-hmm. It's like super romantic. Yeah. So like they get to the dance floor. He like spins her around. I'm like immediately uh-huh. swooning, obviously. And <laughs> as they're dancing, he's like, oh, we're finally dancing. You know, I actually – I wanted to ask you to the sixth grade dance. I even went to your house and I arranged a bunch of <laughs> sticks. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> he's like, I arranged a bunch of sticks to spell the word dance, question mark, right outside your window. But then your dad came home and he thought I was just cleaning people's yards for money. So he That's gave me $10. <laughs> And then he just got super nervous and went home and never asked her. So did his dad, her dad didn't know, like, that he's just like, oh, look at those sticks. Thanks for picking those up, man. Like, (laughs) not that they spell out a word. But, like, that kind of, like, rings true. Classic Dr. Cubby. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Yeah, so Lara Jean is shocked because, like, they just keep on, like, missing each other. He's like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. And she says no and actually, like, pulls him in closer. So they're, like – she, I think she has, like, her head on his shoulder and everything. And he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have told you that. You know, you're with Peter because he's trying to, you know, respect the boundaries. And then she's like, well, actually, um, Peter and I – and they pull apart. And he sees that she's, like, clearly going through it right now. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Are you Okay. Let's let's go outside to get some air. Again, just I love him. I love him so much. He's just a sweet man. Yeah. So they go outside and it's snowing and she pulls him into the middle of the yard and John Ambrose <laughs> Bless his soul is looking around like it's a little late in the season to be snowing. Turns around, gets fucking slammed with a snowball. And then he picks up like a pile of snow, but instead of making a snowball and throwing it back at her, he just like tosses it into the air and then he gets on the ground to make a snow angel. And Laura Jean joins him. And there's just a really pretty aerial shot of them making these snow angels. And Laura Jean's like, are you cold? And he's like, I'm freezing. <laughs> so they stand up and like he helps her up in this way where they end up in like an inches apart embrace. And they have this, what I think is an incredible, beautiful romantic kiss, mm-hmm. but fucking like... John Ambrose tries to lean in again and Laura Jean pulls back. No! And she looks in his eyes and he's like, it's Peter. (laughs) 
and she apologizes and like goes back inside I'm like, John Ambrose, you've been fucking ranked like a rag. Like, (laughs) go back to your small neighborhood and never fucking come here again. These people are fucking playing with your heart, John Ambrose. It's not fair. Remember why you left. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's heartbreaking. And it's it's such a beautiful, simple moment. And I did read that they also shot other versions where they actually have a conversation about it after they kiss. But then they did this oh, wow. one without any dialogue and we're like, that's it. Because it's so clear. He's looking at her yeah. and he's like, I know. Like, it's Peter. And there's yeah. – I don't think that they need the dialogue. It's, like, yeah. perfect as is. But, God, it's devastating because that's mm-hmm. the last time we ever see him. Yeah. And, I uh-huh. mean, that's who I would have chosen if I were in this situation. So she's clearly distressed and she um, runs inside and sees Stormy and Stormy's like, is everything okay? And she's like, I just kissed John Ambrose, but I wanted it to be someone else. And she's like, I ruined everything though. And Stormy says, sometimes you have to kiss the wrong man to know what's right. She certainly has. Like, I'm not going to do the Mo yeah. impression. I'm just, just like, I, I certainly have. Or whatever. Like, so bad. And um, she's like, I don't know. It, it could be too late. And then she's like, no, go back to Peter. Tell him this. Unbreak up with him. And Laura Jean's like, it's not going to be like that easy. Yeah. Little does she know. It will be. It's that easy. (laughs) Stormy's like, yeah, it's going to hurt. This is like what real relationships are, these ups and downs. And then Laura Jean was like, can I bring your dress back tomorrow? And then she's like, "Um, I think she isn't. She like, no, because it's yours. And then she's like, no, because it's yours. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So Laura Jean runs down the halls runs to the front door and goes outside and as she turns to look at the entrance who walks up but the one and only peter kavinsky uh, and he's like of course i know you don't like to drive in the snow and i'm like this is the peter this is the peter that we've been yeah. missing all along who's thoughtful mm-hmm. but despite my my big love for John Ambrose I do I do enjoy this moment I think it's really sweet and Noah mm-hmm. just has that like look of complete like vulnerability on his face yeah so he goes up to her and says break my heart Covey <sighs> break my heart into a thousand pieces do whatever you want which is a little too cheesy for my taste but <laughs> it's a little <laughs> cheesy but I will say from any other person I would have been like but, but for him it like kind of yeah, works he like, like really almost makes yeah. it work yeah, yeah 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 so they finally meet and Lara Jean tells Peter that she loves him and he says I love you too and they have a beautiful romantic kiss they're back together Oh. So the last scene is Peter and Laura Jean watching as construction workers dismantle the treehouse. And we hear the final voiceover. When you light a lantern and send it into the sky, you're supposed to make a wish. I thought that I wanted a promise that Peter and I would never hurt each other. I wanted something that doesn't exist. I wanted happily ever after. But I know now that I don't want to love in health measures. 
I want it all. And to have it all, we have to risk it all. If I could do it over, I wouldn't change a thing. Because everything that's happened has brought us here. This is our story. And we're still at the beginning. And we see Peter and Laura Jean kiss and like float up into the sky. Cute. The end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the ending monologue was so dramatic. Yeah. For me, I was like, you want to risk it all and have everything? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like driving in the snow. Like, <laughs> I like the OC could say something like that. Like I need to like, like there just isn't enough for me to be like, damn, you guys are just, you're like this you're fucking risking unbreakable it bond. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. It's like risking it all for you was like, what? Like where is <laughs> numbered to the lacrosse game? Like, yeah. It's a, but I think like, like in this cheesy again dramatic message mm-hmm. the point is true and yeah. does sum up the movie but mm-hmm. yeah it's packaging is a little yeah dramatic. i think that we could have like hit on a lot of these same sentiments but i kind of wish that it came in the form of a conversation between Lara Jean and peter yeah because obviously yeah. we're privy to like her internal monologue and like what she yeah. has learned but right. we don't get to see them actually like resolve these issues between them such a good point Mm -hmm. he's just like yeah you know he's like i'm here and i love you and whatever whatever but those issues still exist and i feel like just like one more scene like while they're standing outside the treehouse like they kind of talk about things where they apologize for the things that they've both done whatever that may be and that they're committed to like making this work how it could be you know much more beautiful and more flowery than that in the dialogue. But I think I would have liked to have just one little thing to resolve everything. But overall, I think it's like a pretty decent sequel. Sequels are always like difficult to do. And I love John Ambrose. So I think that like, I love him too. Getting he really to carried. Is great. Yeah. So that was like a big thing um, that really like draws me to this movie. But mm-hmm. I don't think that, it is as good as the first one. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Because there's also the... I mean, that was Jenny Han's, like, first big movie. First movie that came from one of her books. I mean, so I also think it was, like, a lot of world building and Mm. just the hype around it, too. When it came out, it was, like, a really unique story. It was unique also just in that there was, like, an Asian female lead in a teen romantic comedy and it fucking blew up and there were so many little things like because he's so thoughtful throughout the movie like that became a trope of like oh he's like a peter kavinsky type and yeah there were so many like cultural references to like the yakult and different things that they Mm -hmm. do in the movie that were like people really grasped onto so i feel like there were a lot of like footholds for like a greater conversation around the movie Mm -hmm. But I do feel like because we don't get as much of that Peter Kaminsky thoughtfulness and like all of these things that he did in the first movie, like there are less touch points to kind of hold on to. And it is 
more of the story of like John Ambrose, Peter and Laura Jean. But I think, yeah, it was just a, a weaker story than the first movie ultimately. Yeah, I definitely think like even we pointed out how like they changed the ending of the first one completely for the second one. So I don't know if they didn't think that it was going to be such a cultural phenomenon and then they didn't know if they were going to get the last two movies or and I agree that also like Jenny is really involved with all of her projects. Mm -hmm. So it it probably... um, like she probably learned a lot and and stuff from this series to now to all the boys I loved before um because that's like really finessed um not only bringing the books to life but as a just a tv show because a lot of the people that I've talked to that really enjoyed that series didn't read the books like Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. and is like oh this is just a really good tv show regardless if you know the backstory and um It's funny, though, because after watching these and watching The Summer I Turned Pretty, these probably would have been a way better TV show because you're right. Not actually a lot happens in this movie. Like the story isn't maybe fit for a movie, but it would be a totally good um, like half a TV season or something like if they blurred. Right. Like eight episodes or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If they um, did like season two and three or like uh movies two and three in like a season two or something like like that would make sense or i don't know but yeah it's overall i feel like i gave it a lot of flack but overall like it's really good television or really good just viewing Mm -hmm. it flew by when i was rewatching it yeah Mm -hmm. and um just yeah the aesthetic and the the sweet world that laura jean lives in is is very very cute yeah and i like that we got more of those like kind of daydreamy moments and we actually see even more of them in the third movie as well where her daydreams are actually Mm -hmm. like really extensive or she imagines all these scenarios rather than just like people like in the room talking talking to to her her. yeah um so i I like that like stylistic choice that we're which with each movie kind of like building up to that yeah Mm -hmm. and i mean i think that like the the narrative and the storyline and the things that Lara Jean learns along the way were like interesting. And I liked going on that journey with her again. I just wish that we had like a bit of a stronger conclusion to really like tie it all together. But yeah. yeah. And like one thing that kind of Mm -hmm. bothered me is just, I feel like we really, I don't know if it was like purposeful, but I feel like a lot of Peter's, like I said, good qualities kind of got sacrificed in a way to make you accept John Ambrose as like another potential love interest. Whereas like you could have kept Peter as he was and also introduced John Ambrose, who's great in his own right. And, you know, it's up to us to choose who we would prefer in that way. But I feel like they just Mm -hmm. made Peter a lot less of a likable character in this movie. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I hear you. I would say aside from the love like storylines the nice thing about the movie and I feel like the really relatable thing too is just like seeing someone who is 16 going through those feelings of love and having her first boyfriend and kind of like watching it now at least for me I'm like there is a sense of validation of like oh my god I totally sat around waiting for my boyfriend when he Mm -hmm. was late too or oh I didn't know how to act around him or I made like, like 
Yeah. Didn't know what I was doing. Um, and that's like, I think they capture that really nicely, like mm-hmm. that adolescent yeah. insecurity um, and discovery. So that's always like nice to see. Yeah. Agreed. Even though there's like some, not fantastical, but like the world they live in, like we were talking about this. I I don't think this was on the recording, but it is a little bit Greece-like. Like it's a little bit of a fantasy world yeah. of how innocent all the characters are. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The actual real lessons and um, maturation and... Uh, like all of the things Laura Jean's experiencing is like very real. And like, that's why I think yeah. I liked the book so much and stuff. Cause it was, you could draw out, you didn't have to have these like huge cinematic kisses and stuff. So you could draw into like the actual dialogue and conversations between the characters. But um, yeah, that's a good point. Like it, it's all grounded in like really real experiences. Mm-hmm. And Jenny Han can just write that adolescent, like cringe yeah crush feeling so well totally. like again if you liked this check out the summary turned pretty because same vibe yeah definitely mm-hmm. on that note shall we give her a rating Ooh. i wish i remembered what i read at the first yeah, one I, don't I, I was literally just <laughs> thinking that i feel like i rated it really high like i feel like i gave it a nine i think i gave something. it a nine yeah i was yeah. probably like so obsessed i'm gonna see if i can find our google drive doc yeah i think for this one i'm probably gonna give it like maybe like a 7.5 i was gonna give it a 6.5 yeah my extra points are for John Ambrose. So. Love that man. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, just wait. I found our script or notes. Did we add Was the it, ratings? On did it? we add the ratings? I don't, I don't know. I feel like I, I usually don't. Yeah. No, we didn't. No. Dang. Um yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I would probably be like a seven point five eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah but you know i recommend if you haven't seen it in a hot minute oh yeah give it a little revisit do a little give it a little trilogy watch. viewing yeah especially totally. for valentine's day or if yeah. you're doing a galentine's day like amazing amazing watch because sometimes you don't want to fucking watch a movie that's going to put you through trauma yeah like, sometimes you just want yeah, to watch you, a you nice movie <laughs> yeah that's a good point if you don't want to like weep yeah <laughs> like, right. it's more of a comforting feeling yeah 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 totally totally yeah. well thank you so much for joining us today it was such a delight yes, to have you back on the pod Thanks. It was super fun. I um, appreciate you asking me back. I I hope you ask me back for the third oh my God, one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course. I'll be ready. <laughs> well, speaking of ready to be petty, would you like to tell our listeners where they can find you and follow you? Yes, you can follow me on socials at our TBP podcast and find my podcast ready to be petty on all podcast platforms. Beautiful. Thank you so Amazing. much. Well, 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 that was Fall in Love February. Can you believe that this is the last app? That's crazy. It especially feels weird because we are recording this so far in advance that it is literally (laughs) the first week of February. (laughs) Yes. We love to be like, damn, let's record an episode two days before it comes out and then just be like a month before it comes out. 
Yeah, a little, a little We're behind just like the some scenes. some kooky, zany girls. <laughs> yeah. But we hope that you enjoyed this month as much as we did. I'm really happy with our lineup. And also having mm-hmm. Pride and Prejudice on the Patreon was such a delightful <sighs> way to really cap it all off. So Absolutely. If you want more content from us, you can always follow us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. Or you can follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us Pod. And you can follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. Or you can email us, send us a good old-fashioned email at moviesthatraisedus at gmail.com. Tell us your wishes. Ask us for advice. Um, send over your favorite dinner, one-pot meals. Amazing. And we will see you next week for another movie. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.